0: So, no, I never went outside and shit. I would just shit in a bag, and then I would put my Febreze stuff on top.
1: On top of the bag?
0: On top of the shit.
1: Okay. you Fe- Febreze a dump down.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I would put Febreze on top, and then bacon soda on the shit. And then I would tie the <laughs> shit bag up. One of those Ralph's bags. Ralph's bag. And then I would put that in a Ziploc bag. And then I would throw it away when I started my van.
1: All right. Welcome to Ari Shavir to Tank, everybody. This is, ep- this is attempt number three. Um, okay. On today's podcast, I'm going camping. I got to do this. You're lucky I didn't do it earlier. If I did it before, I mean, if I didn't do it now, before I go camping, that it would have been on Wednesday or maybe Thursday or maybe even next week, to be honest. Maybe even Monday. So, yeah. Count your blessings if you're using this to be entertained. I mean... You can't really count your blessings on being able to fucking listen to a podcast where there's literally thousands of other ones you can listen to. But, um, you know, it's here. Uh, so today's episode, Ron Taylor. me. Ron Taylor is this funny comic at the Comedy Show. He's a new paid regular. Um, um, and he was a door guy. Paid regular is like the best you can get at the Comedy Show. It's the highest level you can, you can achieve. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it doesn't matter like who you are. That's that's the utmost. So it, like whoever, let's say Joe Rogan, he's a paid regular at the Comedy Store. He is on the same level there as Andrew Santino. Obviously, career wise, you know Rogan's done more specials and has more money. Um, but at the Comedy Store, they're on equal they're on equal footing. You know Matt Edgar and and Ron White, same footing. They're both paid regulars, and Ron Taylor. He's a paid regular at the Comedy Store. So congratulations to him. He's one of the newest ones there. But he'd just gotten passed, and me and Simone were going down to La Jolla, and the guy's funny, dude. I've seen him in employee section shows, and the guy's funny. Um, so I was like, yeah, come with us. And so we went, and then a- as we were driving down there, we found out this excellent detail that Ron Taylor lived in his van for a long time. What a unique life experience. How many of you out there? I've lived in a fucking van. So it's like, let's do it. So we went to the green room of the, of the, of the uh, La Jolla Comedy Store before our shows, and we just talked about it. We just asked them questions about what the fuck it was like to live in a goddamn van. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Ralph's. Ralph's, the supermarket that has the best shopping bags for shitting onto. When you think of shitting uh, in places you don't want to, think Ralph's. Um, and if you use the promo code Ari right now, uh, or skeptic, uh, you can get two free bags when you check out by saying, uh, Ari sent me. Can I have two free bags? <laughs> they probably will give them to you. <laughs> um, you like my voice? You like my fucking, what's it called? Voice. Who's calling me? Two, one, two. Oh, I'll answer it. Um, it was fucking billing from NYU for my arm. My arm's almost healed. My arms almost healed, going camping right now, by the way i'm excited. I am excited. I love being outdoors. I did some fucking hiking in, in um in uh, Omaha that was nice Fontenelle state forest I, I i I tweeted out what are the best hiking spots and and most a lot of people said Fontenelle and it was great. some wild turkeys you just come across and there's like a little kids area for the first you know, a mile or so all the way around. And then it just gets remote. I didn't pass a soul on a weekday. Fontenelle State Forest. Damn. I loved it there. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so Ron is living in a van or was living in a van for a long time. So we talked about that. We just fucking sat down and just talked about all the fucking details of living, literally living In a goddamn van. Comedians, you guys, you have no idea what we go through. The early stages of comedy. I know I've said this before. Wait, did I say it on this intro? The problem is this is the fucking third time I've done this intro, so I don't know if I fucking said this or not. I I lived off nothing. I lived off on a three-year period. Did I say it before? Fuck it, I'm not going to say it again. I might have. But anyway, the point is... A lot of us are fucking stricken with this disease called poverty to try to make our dreams come true. The weird thing is, the fucking Hong Kong comics—they don't understand why we have to be poor in America to be a comedian. They're like, because they're, they're all there on contracts, you know, on business contracts, and they start comedy there. And they're like, I don't get it. You, it's a comedy is a night thing, and you work nine to five. You can get off, go eat, change, and then do comedy. And, uh, why? Why would you not work? And I don't really have a good answer for them. I really don't. I think it just takes away from your fucking mental focus on this thing. It's all the time. I I, I really don't know. It's not like we're writing all day. We're just wasting time all day. Really? Um, jeez, why are we fucking poor? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so we talked about that. Um, And that was it. It was a good time. Uh, By the way, at this campfire, Soder and Big J are going to be recording some bonfire episodes around the goddamn campfire. I don't know if they're not supposed to share that with you, but I don't give a fuck. You guys should know something about me. If you want the word out, uh, you tell me. No, actually, you let me find out on my own and then forget to tell me not to tell anybody. So Dan Soder and Big J Oakson from the bonfire are going to be recording live, well, no, Recording episodes around an actual campfire. Um, and then I don't know if they want you to know or not, but now I know, so now you know. Hmm, how about that? Also, Joey Diaz is filming the Sopranos movie right, uh, right now. So he just finished. So fuck off, you guys. What else can I ruin? By the way, I'm not t- trying to take over Skankfest this year. I did that last year, where it was all- Shafir Fest. And I might, you know, I might do it the next year, but this year I'm really concentrating on the revenge. Me and Lewis, man to man. Came up with an agreement, and that agreement is this. This back-and-forth revenge does not suit us. He will be thrown out of the Brooklyn Bazaar and never be allowed back there if there's bodily fluids. And yet, I can't allow him to have the piss dump be the last thing we ever do in our fucking back-and-forth. So we made an agreement. I get revenge, whatever I see fit. It's not going to be that crazy. It's not going to be that crazy. I already have something in mind. But on the condition that I do not use bodily fluids at the Brooklyn Bazaar, during Skankfest, or all lengthen it at the Brooklyn Bazaar at any time. Um, and in return, my revenge is the last revenge in the chain, and it is over. After that, I have something planned. I'll tell you, it's not going to be that crazy, but it's what I'm concentrating on now. You know, my manager has a tough time with me, where she's like, and people ask her, like, "What's Ari working on now? Could you do a sitcom?" and and she's got to legitimately tell them, like. Ari spending the next couple months figuring out how to how to take revenge on a stupid fucking Puerto Rican that's gonna get some fucking revenge on him. All right, back to I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, for dates, I just got back from Omaha and it was fucking great with Adrienne Palucci. She fucking killed, as she always does. She's open for me a lot now, you guys, and she's fucking hilarious. Patton Oswalt, she opened for Patton, and Patton Oswalt was like raving about her on Twitter. She's funny. She's dark, but she's funny. Takes the crowd like four minutes to be like what? And then they're like, oh, she's joking. Okay, okay, okay. And they get into it. Um, uh, But this Jew hour is coming to, I mean, it's pretty much ready to be filmed, but I just need to put some extra shit in there. That's all. Uh, Next time I'm doing it, not till fucking June, I'm taking most of the summer off from the road, but June, Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio, 14th and 15th. That is also Shroomfest. Guys, I said it wrong in the last podcast. It wasn't May 15th, 16th and 17th. It was June 15th, 16th, and 17th. I say the wrong months a lot because I'm a comedian. So if you took mushrooms inadvertently thinking it was Shroomfest this past weekend in in May, I am sorry. But not really sorry because what's the fucking issue? You took mushrooms? Shroomfest this year is June 15th, 16th, and 17th. Don't do it at, at the fucking Funny Bone in Columbus or if you do, just take a cap. Cap and a stem. But... Uh, I got to figure out when to do it because shit. I got to do some fucking normcore shit on the 17th. And I got to have a dinner on the 16th. Well, I'll figure out a time. Um, also, my friend Leon uh, Green or whatever, uh, he made some Shroomfest shirts. that looks fucking cool. So I'm going to sell them online. And if you guys want to buy them, they're on my website. Um, we'll sell them through fucking Gas Digitals, Luis Gomez's you know t-shirt thing uh, they should be available right now and if not then by tomorrow it's a really fucking cool design I'm getting it on the well it's different colors but I'm getting it on the purple and hopefully you can make that one Um, I've never sold them before and I want to take the profit so I'm just going to like make it pretty cheap and then give those profits to, to the artist Leah. Um, also we got coming I'll we'll announce it later a shooter shirt with Dan's <laughs> Dan's image on there. I forgot who made it. Anyway, all right. Um, and then I'll, and then I've got nothing really till the end of July. I've got, I've got oh no, Cardiff, Cardiff, Wales. Shit. Sorry, June twenty fourth, Cardiff, Wales. Damn. Okay. And then I've got later, later, later. I've got Indianapolis, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Atlantic City, Madison, Brea, Dallas, Houston, Nashville san jose chicago a few other places and that'll be the wrap-up of this whole fucking wandering jew tour uh great great.com for tickets or ari shafir.com for tickets uh definitely go talk to people who've been there it's fucking uh, it's 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 i'm doing i'm doing it good i'm doing it good um that's it let's start the episode have you guys can you imagine living in a fucking vid? you should have seen by the way at this goddamn pool i wanted to tell you about that this pool in uh in Omaha, they put you up in, they put you up in a, in a hotel and they've got this hot tub and I was like, f- f- fucking sweet, love it. Then I got there, there's this whole family of kids and they're screaming and playing the hot tub, I'm trying to read, forget it. They're all screaming at each other. This one kid, all right, he's not going in the pool, right? And like, get in the pool, get in the pool. And he's like, I ain't going in the pool. He would get in the hot tub with me. There's this little fucking two-year-old girl that kept going Get away, Lisa. You know I ain't supposed to be in the pool. And then they kept like, <laughs> she kept just wandering over and like dipping into the pool. No floaters on her arms, just like death coming. But she didn't. They kind of half paid attention to her. She kept like, oh, leaned up. Then she would get in the hot tub with me, which felt like it felt weird with all the fucking news we're reading. But it was okay. Then she goes, look, I'm swimming. And she would just fake swim. She was cute, man. She was cute. And this one kid, I guess the middle child, he would not get in the regular pool. And they're like, get in the pool. You're scared. You scared. And he goes, I ain't scared. And they're like, you get in the pool that. And they started insulting him. And he, and he would go, bitch ass. And then the oldest kid would go, nigga. And then, and then he would retort, bitch ass, nigga, bitch ass, nigga. And it was just back and forth. These guys were hilarious. They would take their fucking floaty, the tubes, and slap them into the pool to make no. I mean, forget reading. It was crazy. Anyway, street justice came swiftly for the middle kid. He got shoved in that pool. He got shoved right in that pool. <laughs> he did not like it. He started crying. His mama came in. He started crying louder and louder. But then nobody gave a fuck. And this is why I hate kids the fake crying. He just keeps going. At first, it's like, oh, yeah, but then no one's paying attention. He has to keep it going. So it goes from like, I can't believe it, to. Oh, 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 oh. And then we didn't realize. Seven minutes later, the mom and the dad are there now. He's still in the corner going, uh, uh, but he's like <laughs> he's like thinking about other shit. He's like not really mentally invested in it. <laughs> My mom and I started laughing. We were like, dude, I think he's gonna fucking win an Oscar. He's awful. He's an awful actor. He's not gonna an Oscar. But the commitment level, it was like an acting class when you have the worst actors in the world. But the commitment, the the no quit, I mean, it it is commendable for sure. This kid was not letting it go. Eventually, the dad, I think stepdad, uh, shoved the the youngest kid in the the pool as revenge. But that kid didn't care because he's been in the pool already. I had to leave after a while because it hit me. I'm like, oh, these are fucking unsupervised two years old to, I don't know, 10 years old kids. Um. There's no way they haven't pissed in this hot tub. And then I started getting grossed out and I went upstairs and showered off. <sighs> okay. Should we start the episode? Dude, I saw a fucking thing. I'll just save it for the outro, actually. I'll do an outro. I saw some shit that made me really, made me really fucking think. Um, but we'll do it in the outro. We'll do it in the outro. Uh, don't forget, AriTheGreat.com for tickets. Columbus is the next one. June. Um... 14th and 15th. June 14th and 15th is the next big show, and then followed by Cardiff on June 24th, Cardiff, Wales. Get tickets at rthegreat.com right now and spread the word. And then in Cardiff, I think, yeah, yeah. all right. Well, I don't know how to get mushrooms there. I'm not going to fly with mushrooms. And I don't know if anybody has them. So if anybody has some mushrooms for sale, in Cardiff. Only in Cardiff. No, don't ship anything in. But like, I would appreciate a line on some. I know you'd probably have to have saved them since, since the October before. But who's, who's – anyway, let's uh, start the episode. Let's start the episode. Um, wait, there was one more thing. One time in school actually I was, I was uh, playing hooky and I was sleeping in my car. I was too, I was too tired. I went – I just drove away. I think probably I didn't do homework or something. I didn't want to get caught. So I drove away. I was like going to show up at 12 I think. Um, but I would sleep in the car, of course, in high school, you know, you're dead, tired, growth spurt. And I would do the thing where I was like warm in there. It was nice and warm from your body heat and the sun. And then I would just lean out the door in some like residential community. It was wrong, but I don't want him to see me doing that. I leaned out the door like sideways, kind of the same way I used to masturbate on a first class plane from, uh, LA to Australia to Sydney. Um, leaned sideways and then pissed onto the ground. Got a couple drops in the car and then that was it. And then kept leaning back. You make do, everybody. And Ron Taylor's here to tell us how to make do. Oh, the last thing I want to tell you. This Thursday, and you got to know about this. You got to know about this. The first ever show at the new Stan Comedy Club and Restaurant. It is officially opening June 14th. Um, but it's not open yet. And I'm doing the first show. I'm doing the first show. It's going to be a storytelling show. Ari Shafir's renamed storytelling show in conjunction with Eric Abrams. Um, presents Dawn of a New Era. All stories about newness and fresh starts and spring, births. You get it. Stuff like that. It's going to be people you've seen on This is Not Happening Before, um, some of your favorites, uh, and all guys you're going to see just regularly at the stand. Stand is. Since I got there, the old stand on Gramercy offered me a home. It really helped me settle in there. And I'm fucking excited to be able to do that first show ever there, to put it on, May 23rd, this Thursday. If tickets are sold out, show up. We're going to be doing standing room only tickets in the back. We're going to convert the whole – it's not finished, by the way. The stage will be there. The lights will probably be there. The mic will be there. There are probably going to be no cushions on the, on the chairs. The, the, the walls might not be finished. It's going to be punk, you guys. But 10, 15 years from now, you're going to want to say, I was at the first show ever here. It's on 16th Street, just east of Union Square, on that block. Um, but tickets are on my website, Um, 20 bucks. Maybe we'll make them cheaper for standing room. Um, we might offer standing room tickets. Tickets. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, you want to be at that show. It's going to be a fucking blast. Ah, I'm excited they're opening up again. It's been closed for a year. I'm excited they're opening up again. So, fucking first show ever. That's fucking, I'm pretty, yeah, I got to think of a good introduction too. Okay, guys, let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, talking about living in a van. Uh, me and Steve Simone interview Ron Taylor in Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Episode Oh, and by the way, Steve Simone's got a, a, a new album coming out in the next few weeks, so check back in. But I'll have him on again to like do an album commentary breakdown for his new album. Um, um, anyway, your Very Skeptic Tank, episode 356, Down by the River, with Steve Simone and Ron Taylor, starts now. My name is Afro Man, I live in the back of
2: a Chevrolet van Every night, I'm somewhere new, smoking weed, drinking brew My name is Afro Man, I live in the back of a Chevrolet van Every night, am somewhere new, smoking weed, drinking brew Shake the hand of the fan, fan, introduce them up to the band Sign autographs Autograph? Take pictures Try to be polite to these fake bitches One of these bitches just might, just might. Kick it with an internet rapper tonight oh, yeah. Best case scenario, scenario We get hot, fuck very slow uh, We're ass, off I Okay out, so I can
1: Bam it. Man, I love it. How about you gotta put it up to your mouth Oh, you gotta All right, that was fucking great Good weekend so far, guys Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank I mean, it's sure almost you. over. This is yeah. your first road weekend? First road weekend, what would you say?
0: This is my first road weekend in L.A., or since I've moved to California. Oh, really? Yeah, I went out one time when I was in Michigan with some old Detroit comics, and it was like a one-nighter at some crappy bar, but uh, yeah, it's my first time. <laughs> yeah, What? It's, <laughs> it's, it's so cute that yeah. you're so young.
1: <laughs> it's weird. There's no real road shit in L.A. Yeah. San Diego's really, I mean... One nighters, but like it's East Coast, you, you can get to a bunch of cities by driving.
3: You know, yep. Yeah, there's no cities. There's Brea, and a, it's like it's one giant LA. Six hours to Phoenix. Yeah, it's like San Diego, Phoenix, and San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it's such a different comedy scene because of that. It like mm-hmm. makes it change.
0: Yeah, a few people told me about some clubs. Was like, I don't even know who to talk to to get them. Comedy Magic Club. That's or Hermosa, comedy? but that's yeah. like yeah.
1: Clean and like old timery,
3: and it's like seven minute spots. Oh. It's a, it's another showcase club. It's not like they do head right, head it's not a like a road room, yeah. yeah. It's not a yeah. road room,
1: but they pay pretty good because they know you're driving out there, so they pay like 50 bucks
3: or 100 Yeah, bucks. they're so nice and they and like, you really well, get a
1: meal. And you're like, Oh, cool, for sure. He's like, it, For sure, get a meal. And they're like, Leave, like, get another meal to go, though. Yeah, they're so nice. like, What? He's so, like, so, yeah. so nice. You want to eat tomorrow, don't you? Yeah,
0: <laughs> so since I've been out here, I've done. Madhouse. I've done this, uh, La Jolla Comedy Store, and that's about it. Yeah. I go out to uh, AZ every now and then and do a couple shows, but that's it. For the listeners, AZ stands for Arizona. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all, They know. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, okay. Well, we'll see how long this podcast goes because I, I could feel the shit like growing inside me yes. of that Don Carlos burrito.
0: Yeah. I'm glad I only had two tacos, man. Those burritos look huge. They were it's but, so delicious. I saw you stop eating yours, Simone,
1: and then I was like, "Oh, I should stop too." I'm kind of full, and then I just kept going, and then you kept going. Yeah, I just ate
3: for the pleasure.
1: Yeah,
0: finish. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't throw food
1: away. I know, but I sh- what I should have done is saved save. it. It was like at the bottom quarter. I should saved it for in between shows. Yep, digest yeah. some now this fucking block of yeah, dump man. that's going to come out of oh, <laughs> it. It's going to fucking terrible. crush
0: this grandfathered-in bathroom they have. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow it up. one toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a very bothersome bathroom. That that That's the one thing that's annoyed me about this week is that there's only one toilet in there. Yep. One sit-downer. And I can't, I can't shit properly knowing somebody's waiting for me to get out. With an
3: audience here. Oh, yeah. If somebody just touches the – like jiggles the knob, I'm like, well, we got to start over. It's
0: all back in. Yeah. yeah. and don't it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and some guy was in there. He was like, hey, man. Uh, he was talking to somebody. I was like, no, I'm just waiting for the stall. I didn't even know. So I was like, oh, crap. You've uh, been waiting for 10 minutes, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. For this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But everything else has been wonderful.
1: Uh Yeah.
3: No, we're good. Um <laughs> I love those unexpected moments on podcasts. Oh yeah. It makes it seem more real. I did one with uh John F. O'Donnell. We were doing it at a park in in Brooklyn and these these
1: fucking Dominican kids kept coming and was like what are you doing Things with microphones and we're like we're doing a podcast we're like, can i talk <laughs> they're playing handball it's how like, old were they 12 oh that's hilarious uh, was so between eight and 15. Yeah, and they just grabbed the mic i was like sure he goes hello america <laughs> 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 he was so excited that's awesome yeah they're just like it's a mic yeah <laughs> they have never seen one it's
0: funny yeah um <laughs> hello america yeah so how are you like in la man is good brother um, it's good enough it gets the job done LA is very interesting because everybody there yeah. is there jeez louise yeah oh we got
1: it we're good now okay.
0: we're in the middle of it okay.
1: yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it back up Interruption. they kept trying to find me uh, stuff
0: yeah man it's, it's good it's just that everybody in LA is there is a thing nobody's just there nobody's just living there yeah. every time I talk oh, yeah. to somebody it's like yeah I do I do. and not that that's bad because I'm doing I'm there doing something too but it can be it can be, exhausting exhausting you exactly. know, but I yeah. love it no one's
1: doing not no one but no one's doing what they do yeah. they're, they're like it's what they want to do or what yeah no one's just like that's what I love about New York it's like what do you do it's like I'm a messenger yeah
0: they're
1: like yeah. what do you lo- What do you want to do it's like have fun with my friends on the weekend yeah yes and you're like oh real people yeah they're like well yeah. I sell mattresses but I really do this and this I'm like well, have you ever done that for no but
3: I really want to okay fucking yeah. it's like the old Holtzman bit what? You're a writer. Let me see the pages. Yeah. <laughs> what have you written? Yeah, exactly.
0: And like as as pompous as it could sound, it, it's just like being around people that I I know. Ninety percent of the people I'm around, yeah, aren't going to make it. Oh, I don't yeah, know that is who weird. they are. That is weird. But it's just like I'm around a lot. What? And then you start like Am I one of them? Yeah. Am I one of the ones that's like five years from now be? back home it's like there's so many people at the store and just like doing stuff where it's like you're not gonna be here in three years.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you don't know which ones are gonna be. Yeah. But most of them especially at the, the, the open mic or door guy level.
0: Yeah and then like just seeing the passion in people's eyes and just in their speech and it's like you're not gonna be here long. <laughs> Whatever it is you do, like, you're like you're, you're not gonna be a good actor you're <laughs> not gonna be a good actress you're gonna fail and <laughs> Being around that is just, it's a very weird energy. It's a lot of delusion out there. I remember uh-huh. some
1: lady wanted to go up and I, she wasn't, didn't draw a number. I was hosting Potluck, yeah. you know, and she didn't draw a number. She's like, can I go? up?" I was like, no. She's like, well, come on. I was like, there's no, come on. I don't have time for everybody. <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't know. She goes, oh, well, you're going to, almost like you're going to regret it. She didn't say that, she goes, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be, and you'll remember this. And I was like, look, I hope you are. Yeah. But if you want to know the truth, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that'd be great if you are. But it's like, uh, all right. But I still don't, you still don't get to go on
0: if you don't yeah. draw a number. I, we had a guy rush the stage up there. Just like, went up and did it. So he had I had done a, a, the, the show that I'm, that's that's on TV now. Like he was an uh, extra in there, so he figured he knew me. Yeah. So he came to the comedy store with a, a CD in his hand. To this day, I don't know what it was for. Like, hey man, like, you get them to the place. Like, no, no, there's yeah. nothing to play
3: it's kind of heartbreaking the desperation people he's a
0: big jack guy he played a, a male stripper in one of the things I did so he's up there and he's big everybody's scared of him and then mm. he just tries to go on stage <sighs> And it's like yo you can't you can't be here you had to get kicked out it's like that's supreme delusion and to be around that a lot yeah it, it can it can yeah in. yeah But other than that, everything's great. Yeah. you know, the people are great. I get to hang out with guys like you. You know, just three years ago, I was back home in Detroit, and now I'm out here doing this stuff, and you know, it's going. And you live in an apartment now? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, well, I live in a uh, old real estate office that's been converted to living quarters. Oh, really? Yeah. When you guys pulled up, I don't know if you can see it, it's it's something, something realty, and there's a dance studio up top, and like... I live in what was once an office. It just happens to be a closet in there. So there's a communal bathroom. Oh no way. Communal kitchen. No. And then really? just my office. Oh. So there's oh. no living there's no common area. There's nowhere there's no couches. No way that guy's not taking
1: rent from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. super illegal. Yeah. Communal yeah. bathroom. So do you ever have
0: to like take what do you do when you bring chicks over? I just bring raggedy chicks, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> No, I <laughs> the uh, you they, they don't, know they don't care because, you know, it, it just is what it is. I've had some stop dating me because of how I was living. But it's like, well, later for you. you yeah, know? goodbye. What do you do, do? I actually did better when I wasn't living in a van with girls.
1: When you weren't
0: what? I mean, when I wasn't living in an apartment. When I was living in a van, yeah, I did better with girls. Why? Because it was more exciting. Oh. It was like, oh, this guy's. This guy's grinding Now it's like If you live in a v- Car, vehicle, anything Like this guy's grinding Yeah If you live in just A shitty apartment It's like Oh this guy's poor Failing Yeah Yeah Yeah. So,
1: yeah there's something There's something like Classical Like we were talking about Jewel who used to live Down here in a van yeah. And it's like It's like the sign of Living in your car It's like the sign of like I'm gonna be something Ambition yeah. yeah. You know That's like That's the origin story Of a later like Can you believe Jim Carrey Used to sleep in his car In the comedy store parking lot Yeah you know, yeah, but it's never like. Can you believe Jim Carrey lived in a shitty apartment
0: building? It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. what do you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, communal bathroom and kitchen, and there's like rappers next door, and hearing them rap is like, oh, you guys suck. But I mean, today yeah. that could that could that means nothing. Like they could blow up tomorrow for all I know. They wake you up? No, not really. You know, surprisingly, I think because it was the office. The sound in there is very shut off. Like, there's very thick walls. That's good. You know, the door is... is, You can't hear a whole lot until you, like, go out in the kitchen area. But they're in there rapping and smoking weed. I'm pretty sure they do porn in there. Really? Like Or something. Or they, like, buy hookers or something. Oh. Because, like, five of them in there. Five black dudes with dreads and stuff like that. And every now and then, there'd be, like, some young white girl in there. Just, like... Laughing and, and moaning and stuff. Like, i don't what are you guys doing? Black dudes <laughs> love fucking chicks in tandem. Yeah, man. I mean, it's what is it? A brotherhood? Like <laughs> I don't understand. You guys love fucking with other black dudes. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if that's a black thing or not. I mean, I think a lot <laughs> of groups of guys do it. Yeah. But anytime black people do something, it just seems like t- 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 crazier. It seems more of a thing.
1: It's yeah, like, maybe.
0: You know, there's so many orgies on porn with white dudes, but when you see a black it's like wow, they're yeah. really there.
1: Oh, I'm not talking about porn, I'm talking about like real life.
0: I've never done that, man. No. The only the closest orgy I had was in Panama with this uh one white dude and uh it was you know, I was the only black person there. So there's a white dude and two Panamanian chicks and drinks and two hundred bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all legal though.
1: Yeah, it's a different thing. They're hot, aren't they?
0: So when did you get into the car and when you with the van, and, and then how did you get to that place? Okay, so long story short, I was in Detroit. I had been doing comedy for about five years. Yeah. Five years. My buddy was going to New York for Apollo Live. I hadn't signed up for it. I just drove out there with him. Drove out there with him. Long story short, I finagled my way into auditioning for Apollo Live. One Apollo Live. What is
1: Apollo Live? TV show. So-
0: It's on? No. It was. So, Apollo in New York, you know, obviously the famous Apollo. Yeah. did a show called Apollo Live. They couldn't call it Live at the Apollo because that was another show. (laughs) So, they named it almost exactly the same? Right. Or McDowell's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) They called it Apollo Live. Tony Rock hosted it. So, I got the thing and then I won $1,000. I took that $1,000. And then I did a gig with like Corey Holcomb. So then I had. 10, in, D- in Detroit? This was, well, was in Kalamazoo. So it was in okay. Michigan. Yeah. I was fucking some girl that uh, used to do the student union up there. And she was like, My boyfriend's a comic. And I was like, Yeah, I'm a comic. She was like, How much do you charge? It was like, 100. She was like, We can get you 1,000. I was like, Okay, well, uh, 1,200. <laughs> I had no clue how much money I asked for. Mm-hmm. So they gave me like a uh, 1,000 bucks. Took that $2,000, bought a van. I used to go camping with my dad a lot. Yeah. So I had a bunch of camp gear. So I got like this camper's backpack. I got like this bunting burner stove. I outfitted the van. Yeah. And I was like... And at the time, I was fucking like four girls raw in Detroit, which was just like... Which sounds crazy, but I didn't know how to either stop fucking them or start using condoms but i knew i had to do
1: one because <laughs> once once one of them gets anything yeah. the whole group gets them
0: right and then i like, i can't be telling four girls hey i'm sorry so i just left
1: you could just start a group i chat
0: <laughs> no <I'm> just, <laughs> it's like i can't start you in the condoms because then i'll be like well what are you doing and then i can't like oh right yeah if you can't suddenly
1: with a girl you thinks is your only you're the right. only one just, you can't be like i want to use your condom I'm like why
0: Right So I was just like This is the perfect time For me to leave And go to California So I just (laughs) just drove And I just left
1: Can you imagine When did you go to California What was your deal
0: I just What made uh, the move
1: In your
3: brain I I just got to the point Where it was now or never I quit I came out for a vacation Yeah Like this time of year Where it's so freezing back east And it was Mm. like 75 and sunny in California I'm like Oh I'm moving here And I came back And quit my job Yeah and all these people had said they wanted to move out with me. None of them did. So then I was just... Other comics from Philadelphia? No, just Friends. Oh, right. And then I remember one day just getting in the car and going. Wow.
1: And then drove out?
3: Drove out, yeah. I drove out too. How long is you guys drive? It's Like four days, I think. Wow. Mine
1: I did is, it in five, but I, I went fast. But that's yeah. even faster. Yeah.
0: Mine's just five. Because when I had the van, I had drove out to California once before. Yeah. So drove back. It was an accident. I was driving to go do the Seattle comedy competition. Uh uh-huh. but and I you missed? Sw- I spun out in a ditch. Oh. It was snowing. And I was stuck in a ditch for like nine hours.
3: Wow.
0: So when I got back on the road, it, it was completely iced over. And it, I would have got to Seattle late. But I was in the middle of the country. I'm like, I can't just turn back home now. I can, but that'd just be a wasted trip. So then I rerouted and went to California. That was my first visit out here. It's cool. Whoa. And then I met a couple people, and then I had to drive back home to finish some gigs back in Michigan. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking
1: That's home. really cool. Yeah. Damn. It took
0: me five days.
1: And so you set it up with the Bunsen burner and shit. Yeah. Were, you, were you already living in it, or was the plan to live in it? The
0: plan was to live in it. So I, I got like, uh enamored with the whole minimalist living okay and all that stuff and then would office. be nice yeah how'd you get into that i was just poor oh right looking for, <laughs> yeah I was, just, I was looking to do like adult stuff with no money so i was living at home well no i had a house at the time i was renting a house but i was still poor and it was just like i want to get out but i yeah. don't want to have to save up to leave. you just wanted to go i don't have any money for an apartment yeah i don't want to get a job Cause I was, I was making fair enough money in Michigan doing stand up, but not enough to like get an apartment. Yeah. I was like, but I do have a van. So I'm just going to outfit it. And then like, I didn't know it was a stupid idea. Luckily. Cause thinking now it's like, I'm not driving to a strange state with no money to stay in a car. You yep. don't have no money. You don't have any money? I, had no money. I had no money. Damn. That is fucking
3: tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But I did it. I didn't have any money when I moved out. Really? Yeah. I had like 800 bucks. Fucking goys, man. I had 12 G's taped <laughs> up. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I
1: need this to last me.
0: Yeah, my mother, she helped me out with like, you know, she'd send me like forty bucks every other day because was just like, well, you gotta eat because I'm not gonna let you die out there. But you made the decision to go, so. I love the yeah. pressure you put on your parents.
1: My mom was like, "Do you have insurance?" I'm like, "No." She goes, "You have to have insurance." I'm like, I "Can't afford it." She goes, "I'll get you insurance." I'm like,
0: ah, ha, ha, "I knew yeah. it." <laughs> that did happen because I wasn't paying my 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 van insurance. Yeah, and then she was like, "You gotta have insurance." So she did pay that. But other than that, I had a uh, gym membership. Now shower. Yeah. That's I, where you shower? Yeah. The gym.
1: Yeah. Which
0: member? gym? LA Fitness. The one by, the one on Hollywood. So uh-huh. you had a membership for LA Fitness. Yeah. And then you
1: just went in for the gym. Yeah. Didn't I, work or, out. Or, went I, in I just, for the shower, I, I mean.
0: Yeah, I just go in for the shower. And it was so funny because, you know, <laughs> the lady at the front desk, she'd be like, enjoy your workout. I'm like, lady, I've been coming here for like two months now. Yeah. My body hasn't changed at all. I'm here for 24 minutes
1: yeah. every morning. Like.
0: You know what's going on? I go in, I look like a mess. I come in, my hair is all shaped up. I feel like I'm going to a job interview. I'm showering, lady. Stop saying that. Yeah. So I did that, and then like the rock and roll Ralphs on Sunset, which was like right down. I'd walk down there. I'd get like. A, Wait, where'd you park? I would park. I park right below uh, Runyon Canyon, whatever street that is. Fuller and uh, shit. Fuller. You know what it is? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd park in the shade. And I'd always get mad when cars that people weren't living in would park in the shade. Because <laughs> you're like, how dare you? I need that. Yeah. You don't fucking need it. You're inside. <laughs> get out the way. What kind of van was it? You saw? You got a picture of it? Yeah. Ford Econoline E150. It was uh, it was pretty good. It was it's, it's a conversion van. And like I said, I took the uh, back seats out. Yeah. So it was just a bed. It was like- Where were the
1: back know, seats? Back in Michigan?
0: Yeah. They're in my mother's garage. And some old dude was like- i want to buy those seats I'm like no you can't buy my seats bro you should sell them you're never going to need them I mean I don't know I might restore the van at some point and just start you know just keep it as like a keepsake yeah that's yeah. it right there
1: that's the inside yeah. wow that's like a
0: like a little house
1: yeah oh so there's windows on the sides
0: yeah but I blocked them off
1: so I had like clothes stuffed in them so you couldn't see in this is like a scooby scooby doo van kind of thing yeah but I guess that only had one little small window yeah wow and then i met a girlfriend and
0: started living Very with cool. her living with her what i mean she was living with me in my van no way yeah were you fucking yeah of, of course.
1: course
0: all right yeah, <laughs> you can <just> yeah. Be- <laughs> what i love when you ask asking an obvious question you're like
1: what yeah man we're living in a van what do you think it was just like friendly
0: <laughs> yeah it's like it's just it was too small in there you're like you got to give up something you had to pay rent and give up some
1: Plus, <laughs> that's one or the other
0: yeah. so so you were parking it there mm-hmm. and you
1: just had to move it once once a week or whatever
0: yeah, well, I wouldn't I would, I would I wouldn't just, like, park and then, like, walk around because I was just too fucking lazy for that. So, like, wherever I got drunk is where I would stay. So, I woke up to a lot of tickets because it was, like...
1: Can't park here. Right.
0: I mean, I, I woke up, there was a tow truck getting ready to me while I was <gasps> in it. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I'm in here. And it's was like, well, you can't be here. It's <laughs> like, my fault, dog. I'm asleep. So, I would do that. Wherever I would park, I mean, wherever I, I would end up drunk, that's where I would be.
1: Um. Wow did your parents what do they say about it
0: well i don't th- I, I think it was kind of like out of sight out of mind they mm-hmm. did, they didn't really they couldn't really fathom that i really was like sleeping in a van
4: mm.
0: like until i got a place it just it didn't even feel like i lived in la it just felt like a long sleepover wow cuz like I, I one day i was in a house in detroit and then drove out to la it's like every day i'm sleeping in the thing that drove me out here. So it was like, I don't live here, but that was yeah. like a year, that was like almost two years I was doing that. Wow. so a two year sleepover. Two years living in a van. Yeah. Where'd you brush your teeth? At that place too? Well, at the gym? I had a very sophisticated uh, system okay. is how I did different things because I would cook in there and I had these, uh, I had three squirt bottles. I had a fresh water squirt bottle. I had a soapy water squirt. A squirt bottle, bottle like, like the ones you put in a bicycle? No, like, uh, like the stuff that, uh, like cleaning stuff.
1: Oh okay, okay. bottle.
0: Spray bottle. Okay. No, squirt bottle. Spray bottle. Clean water spray bottle, soapy water spray bottle. What? like like I would have like a like I put a little bit of liquid detergent, baking soda and water. And that was like Febreze. <laughs> so if it ever you know, if I needed to Febreze it, if I was gonna get a girl I'd use that, the squirt bottle I would I would like brush or squirt it on the uh the fresh water, I'd squirt it on the toothbrush, brush my teeth and spit it outside or in a Gatorade bottle and throw it away. Wow. Yeah. And then like the Sophie, How water. would you poop? Good question. I don't even know that I want to say this. Here's the thing.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <that> no, <laughs> nah, I'm not going to say that. But what I'll say this of much. Of course and, you're going to say it. No, I'll say this much. I would go to the gym. i mm-hmm. go to the gym. Or i go to the Rock and Roll Ralphs. Which I think because of me and a couple of hobos, they put a pin lock on it. Because at first you could just open it up. Yeah. And, that, and one day you had to put a pin lock on there. It was always You had to be a customer
1: or something. They had to yeah. do it for you.
0: There's always people in there banging heroin and stuff like that. Damn. And uh, put it like this, man. Uh, sometimes you can't make it. And uh, I've done some, some, some odd things, man. What? I've done some odd things when you got to take a shit.
1: What'd you do? Shit on a plate or something?
0: Okay, how about this? Uh, <laughs> the bags at Ralph's are pretty good. They're thick. The ones you gave me for my, aunt, my aunt yep. wrist. Yeah. They're thick bags. And if you what? open them up and flatten them and turn them into a square... You can squat over them. Hmm. So you find a place to squat, and then with my squirt <laughs> bottle and paper towels, <laughs> sometimes you know you do that, and then you get Ziploc bags and then you throw it away. Wow! Wow! I'm not saying I've ever done that, but yeah. <laughs> in theory one could. In theory, that's possible. And
1: I'm, where had you wipe? Do you have toilet paper?
0: I would never buy toilet paper. I would only buy uh, paper towels. Because the paper towel is thicker, and you can, if it's two ply, you can spread it. Okay. And then it's soft like tissue, mm. but tissue is just a waste. Even You're, now, I don't really buy tissue
1: unless it's like for girls. Did you, Did you steal stuff for the for the van? No. Like 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 toilet paper. I would take toilet paper, whenever I went to a bathroom, I'd be like, I'm taking one out of this public bathroom, Take it with me.
0: No, I never did. I, I took napkins from everywhere. Okay. I still do that. Like, if there's a nice, thick pad of napkins going in the pocket, I'm just oh, yeah. used to that. But no, I never stole anything because it was just like, because I could go without. It was just easier to go without.
3: Hmm.
1: What, did you ever take a dump in the van? I don't know what you're talking
0: about, man.
1: <laughs> what, how did you <laughs> take a dump in there? What'd you do? I mean, I'm sure it smelled it up. You can air it out fast. Well, you know. I would. I've pissed in water bottles in my dorm rooms. And then you put it in the mini fridge, and then dump dump it out later.
0: Oh, now that's a given. That's right, a given. right,
1: right. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. You're not going outside to piss.
0: Yeah. No. And I'm like, like Gatorade <laughs> bottles are, are such a hot commodity when you live in a van. Why? wide The wide mouth, yeah. And it's and it's thick. You know, so if you step on like if you step on those little plastic water bottles, it's, it's going to break open. Yeah. It's going to yeah. explode. Gatorade yeah. bottles they're built for it tough. And so. You know, <laughs> and then I got a female urinal when I had. My, the, my lady friend in there, I had a female urinal from, uh, from CVS. A female what? Urinal? Urinal. So it's like a thing that has a wide vagina slot so they can pee. Huh. Wait, wait, wait. And the one that goes into like a, like a, like a hole? Yeah. So you can pee standing up? No, she would have to squat. I don't even remember. I never really looked at it when she did it. She would pee in like this little, it's like a Kool-Aid pitcher with a vagina-shaped top. Dude, oh, they I, have that stuff at hospitals and yeah, stuff. So it was he, exactly
1: that. Yeah. I passed a chick in Thailand on the way back from Pai, I think, and the bus pulled over at a fucking Thai gas station rest stop. It ain't any luxury.
4: Yeah.
1: And you go in there. It's all squat toilets. So you they have two foot pads, and they're just like right there. So you piss straight down, and then you turn around and squat straight down if you're going to shit. Yeah. And I saw a, a, a lady. <laughs> I don't normally use that word. A lady coming out of that, and she's just like like clunks this thing closed, you know? You know how like you have one of those, you remember lightsabers, the toy lightsabers? Yes, yes. And then put them all down. So she did that with this thing and then went and then went and washed it out. I was like, what did you just do? And she was like, I peed. Yeah, and I was like, what is that? She goes, it lets you pee standing up. It's for festivals. It's for fucking porta-potties. And these chicks, they put it in. It's like that wide mouth thing and they put it over their puss and they piss into it and then it becomes a funnel and it goes all the way out This, this like... This, like, long tube hole so you don't have to fucking squat in this awful.
0: Well, that wouldn't have worked in the van simply because you can't really stand up. Oh, okay. You can't stand up in there. So I had the thing where you squat down and then I would just toss it outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. It was cool living in a van with a girl. That That made it a little bit more comfortable, actually. What did you do after sex
1: to, like, wash up or? Squirt bottles. Squirt bottles. Yeah. Damn, and chicks were cool with it. Yeah, man. You are finding the right chicks, man. Yeah, yeah. Find the comics. right chicks who are like young, yeah, who are also like poor, and like I'm oh, whatever.
0: She wouldn't stay in the van with me if she had somewhere else to stay. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's like, this guy's got it figured out at least.
1: Damn. Yeah. What was the benefit, like, mentally on that minimalist lifestyle?
0: Uh well, it's just it's possibility, and I, the only reason I'm not still in the van now is because as I started you know meeting people and getting different things yeah i needed more stuff so like i'd have like scripts to write yeah like i'd, I'd take a meeting or something and i have to write a script and it's like i need somewhere to charge my computer oh you couldn't charge mm. anything there i could cuz i had an inverter but i had to have my van running
1: oh you couldn't just write. and it's
0: hard to think about writing when you think about how much gas you spend in <laughs> yeah. trying to charge a computer so it's like I, I need somewhere to edit. I need somewhere to write. Uh, like, I need to iron my clothes because I'm getting ready to do something for, you know, BuzzFeed or all the digital.
3: Now, were you – at what point did you start hanging out at the comedy store? Because people can use that as a home base too. They have a shower in the back there.
0: There's tables. I didn't because I wasn't in at the store yet. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was like – how did I get in there? Oh, so my first trip out here when I drove out here – Yeah. I came out here with a, well, I came out here and I had, um, I knew Nichelle Murdoch.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Her sister does crack, did Crack 'em up crack Wednesdays em. in Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, a brand name? Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: So when I came out here and visited, I did Nichelle's Crack 'em up Thursday. So when I moved out here, I started hosting. So I was at the store, but only on black night. So gotcha. nobody else knew me except for people that did crack 'em up. Gotcha. Right. But some of the door guys saw me doing cracking because they had to work the room. And they was like, oh, this guy's funny.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then my buddy, Trey Stewart, who came out here first, he's from Detroit as well. Is he a door guy? He was. He, got he was for a short period of time. His out. dick sucked in the back or something like that.
1: Oh, I know Trey, the thin one. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Martin got real mad at him that time. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: yeah.
1: Yeah. Trey was like, "Oh, I remember him getting fired." I was like, "Why? What's Because forget the fucking. You just left your shift for an hour and a half. And that was the problem. Just the employee part. You can <laughs> fuck afterwards, but just not while you're on shift. Yeah. You're just you're just not doing your job part. Yeah. Forget about the. Abuse is not the job <laughs> Josh Martin got so mad at him because he was like I was working on this girl for like three hours <laughs> working on her working on her, talking to her and then Trey just comes up and says let's go and he fucked her that's my girl I'm like dude if you were talking to her for three hours and Trey could have come up and just said let's go she was never she won your girl bro
0: yeah. <laughs> you could have done a long time ago
1: yeah so
0: Trey Stewart he knew, Martin. he knew a bunch of guys at I like
1: him Trey he was yeah. nice yeah
0: yeah he's cool he, he knew a bunch of guys at the uh, Madhouse in San Diego Yeah, and then they all came. The door guys from the Madhouse of San Diego. They got jobs at the store in Hollywood, and they all they knew I was fucking poor. And they was like, hey, you want a job at the store? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't don't really want a job. And it was like, just fucking take the job.
1: You don't want a job?
0: Because okay, so I left that part out. So when I came to LA and I did everything, I went up for Kill Tony when Kill Tony was still in the belly room. Uh huh. And the host. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one of the hosts was Moshe Kasher. And I was doing this joke about staying in my van, and Moshe Cash was like, "Hey man, you're too funny to like just you know. I don't want to see you move back, <laughs> yeah. Because you're poor. You want a job, and I thought he was talking about a writing job. Yeah, he was talking about his buddy opened up a donut shop, and he got me a job at the donut shop. Which okay. donut shop? The hip it was donut shop called Donut Farm. But fuck them, they fired me. So they fired. Is me. that the one Adam Eagle used to go to and get all fat
1: from that? When there are upscale donuts, you used to always go to it like 2 a.m.?
0: I don't know. No, they weren't open that late. Okay. They weren't open that late. But, yeah, got fired from there, and then I didn't want a job after that. The whole reason I lived in a van was so I didn't have to have a job. Yes, mm-hmm. freedom. Right.
1: Limit all your costs, and then they don't own you.
0: Right. But the guys at the store was like, hey, work here at the store. And then I got hired, and then everything happened after that. Mm-hmm. So before that, I didn't know about being able to go to the store and shower and all that stuff. I The only thing I knew about the store was crack up Thursdays. Gotcha. Black night. That's all I knew. But, yeah, I would shower there, and then I met that girl, and then she was crazy, and then, like...
1: Oh really? The yeah. chick who
0: wanted to live with you in your van wasn't like completely normal. Yeah, man. Here's yeah, man. You
1: never know how life is going to treat you.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing: for her sake, and I, I don't want to be a bitch, but for her sake, I won't say who. But you know who she is, and she's crazy, and she's an attention. Wait, bomber. wait, wait! I'm
1: going to put it on pause. I swear, I'll put it on pause, okay. and then you got to tell me who it is. Please don't
0: fuck
4: me up. No, over. I won't. I,
1: I swear, I won't. That's not that's not my style. Wait, right, let me pause it. Nope. Key hold. Released. Okay. Okay, we're back here. I don't, I don't know her, but I might recognize her face. But yeah, man, she. Oh.
0: But yeah, she was... You know, she was cool. I learned, I learned a lot, and like she introduced me to a bunch of people and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I kind of recognize her.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did like Absolutely. limit her voice.
4: Yeah.
3: I don't know. Man.
1: Who cares? Anyway, she's friendly, but she seems, she seems nuts. Just. With, uh, looking
0: at her on mute talking, I'm
1: yeah. like, that's crazy, man.
0: <laughs> and what started happening was, so I got a job writing uh, for All Deaf Digital. I wrote for their movie award. Oh, that's cool. Who's? Yeah. All Deaf Digital. All, they, all Dove Digital? Deaf. Russell Simmons thing, which he stepped down from because of those allegations. But uh, remember when the Oscars was like super white and it uh-huh. was Oscars so white, yeah. Then they did a black Oscars.
1: They should. Right. Oscar's not the government, by the way, everybody. Oscar's just some fucking dumb actor group. Yeah, a bunch So of if, like, why don't I like what they should It's like, people. then fucking go do your own. I don't know. They're not the source.
0: Yeah, so when Straight Outta Compton came out and all that stuff. Then the next year they did another one, which failed, but I wrote on that one. Oh, that's cool. Right. So when I got that job. So now you got job, some credits. Right. When I got that job, she, I guess it was like she, she didn't like it. Like MTV called me and they wanted me to do Wildin' Out. And she was like, give me their email. I'm like, I can't give you mtv's email Dude, there's so many people like that in hollywood yeah. like you got something let, give, let me
1: have it i'm like i'm not in yet i just yeah. i just got accepted i, I, can't, I don't pull in power They're like come on help me out
0: I'm like yeah. oh it's so needy la yes yeah, yeah. like Everyone's that's not so desperate that's not how it works that's crazy i can't just and that created a rift and then she started fucking somebody else god bless her soul all that good stuff god bless her soul <laughs> yeah. but she showed me around a lot so i got yeah. to meet different people She'd use her tits, and she, you know, like, hey, this is Dave Chappelle. I like, no shit, I, I know who he is, and stuff like this that. Is Dave yeah. Chappelle. Like, I know. Oh, there oh is. which, which, what's your first name? Right. Dave? Oh, Dave. Okay. But she'd be able to do stuff like that, and I got in, and you know, she used her girlness, and then I used like my coolness to stay there. Gotcha. So to stay where? To stay like wherever I'd be. So like she, she'd be invited to some big party, party. with a bunch yeah. of black comics that. I eventually would have got into, but I didn't know any of them. She did. I got in because she's a girl. Yeah. And then, but I was able to make friends because I was cool. You know? Yep. Cool yeah. enough. Yeah. So that happened. And then, like I said, uh, eventually, oh, I got a um, a pilot. Josh Nazar talked to uh, somebody at Fox. Yeah. And they they were looking for, like, young, hip, black guys to do a thing. And they came out to the belly room and saw me on Crack 'em Up Thursday mm-hmm. And then I got a. Uh, I did an audition for a Fox pilot with Cedric the Entertainer. Cool. Yeah. And then I got like twelve thousand, which after taxes was like six or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, was... so now you just—that's all. That's yeah. all in the bank. Well. Or under that mattress. <laughs> when you live so poor for so long, you yeah. forget how to ma- manage money. So the one thing that I did do good with it was got a place. That's where you are now. Right. With that money. Yeah. So I spent like $2,000 and like paid up rent and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I think the other three, I probably owe my mother a thousand and then like... I fucked off the rest. Yeah, booze and whatever. But I made good friends fucking that money off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how Diaz used to always live. Yeah. Like, if
1: you gave Diaz more money, he's just doing more coke. Yeah. And he has less money, he's just doing less coke. But he ain't mm. ever gonna, like, put yeah. that away and be fiscally responsible. Yeah. And he didn't even know what that, that term means.
0: Yeah, so Josh Nazar hooked me up with that and then I, I, I did that pilot and then I uh, booked some other stuff and just little by little worked my way in there. But if it wasn't for buying that fucking van, which is why... I ended up doing a show in my van where I would cook a meal. Yeah, what's the deal? It was called Van Cooked Meals. I would cook a meal.
1: Van cooked meals.
0: Van cooked meals instead yeah. of home cooked. Yeah,
1: all oh, right. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> you cook a meal
0: what? <laughs> cook a meal and then like interview a person. And I'd interview somebody and then I'd edit it up and make it funny. But the cool. point of the show, outside the fact that I was just living in a van not doing anything, yeah. was to show people like what, without being all you know. Sappy, like you can. You don't need all these things you think you need to go for it. Mm. Like people out in Michigan, you know, especially with regular jobs, they can get their hands on two thousand dollars. With three thousand dollars, you can move, buy a fucking van, and have the thousand dollars for gas money and incidentals. And then a month, you'll figure out a way to make some money. Damn!
1: Somebody told me when I moved here, I was making a edit of a, a copy of a tape. Remember, how we used to make tapes. Yep. And you could go buy seven minute tapes and ten minute tapes that were yeah. cheaper than full sixty, you know, or three hour tapes. And uh, some guy was ma- putting a set onto like six tapes for me. Yeah. And he was like, "I've been out here for forty years, whatever it was." And he goes, "The one lesson is, you got to survive first, yeah. and then you can succeed." Yeah. Yes. You know, but he goes, "All my friends failed out; and they left because I'm still here because I managed to survive."
0: The problem is when people think that they need things to. To survive that they don't actually need. There's a difference between like what? survival and comfort. Uh huh. Comfort can be sacrificed. Mm. Survival is just not dying. Under no circumstances are you going to move and then die from. You're not going to move and die from hunger. It takes a long time to die from hunger. Right. Like you're going to yeah. eat. Somebody's going to. Yeah, you're, you're going to be uncomfortable. But you'll yes.
1: beg you'll your McDonald's every day or whatever it is. Like you'll figure it out. That's
0: surviving. But people. They think that Whole comfort, Foods is not on that list. Right. They think yeah. comfort is survival. And if you just come out here and don't die, the longer you're out here, the easier it'll be.
1: Mm-hmm. i tell you what, man. You set your line of what, what's acceptable lower, then you're richer faster.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You
1: know? It's you, like and said, you have expendable money, like, way quicker.
0: Yeah. I mean, I came out here, and in, what, three, four months, I was fucking... In my van, wow. you know. Yeah, you can get laid. If you can get laid, then you're like, this is all fine. Everything was good after that, man. Getting yeah. laid, you know, eating free donuts thanks to Moshe Kasher. <laughs> and living know. off donuts. Yeah. yeah, man. And they were vegans. They're tasty. You know, fuck them. Don't go there because they fired me. But they were delicious. Yeah. why to they
1: fire you for eating half donuts? <laughs>
0: Long story short, we went to Coachella, and then I got uh, snappy with the owner because he's a, he's a weirdo, and he was just... He was a micromanager and You had Coachella money? No. We they set just, up at Coachella. Yeah. They were a vendor. Oh.
1: Yeah. Vendor.
0: Cool. So you get to
1: watch all the the music?
0: Yeah, that's when uh, some of it That's when uh, Dr. Dre and like Kendrick Lamar was there. It mm-hmm. was all that 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 straight out of Compton stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, what kind of meals did you cook? Well, I was eating pretty good cuz I had a like a food stamp card from Detroit that worked out here. Mm. Which I should have renewed, but I just never did. So I would get, I'd get, like, steak. I'd get, like, raw potatoes and then, like, make mashed potatoes and make gravy. And
1: Wait, what's, how does food stamps work?
0: It's on a little cart. Yeah. And now it's like, a, it's like a poor people food cart is what it is. And you just, you can buy food from uh, uh, the grocery store. You get $200 a month of and food money.
1: Of grocery store money. Yeah. You couldn't use it as, a, like, a Thai restaurant.
0: No. But you can use them at any... Fast food restaurant that kills black people, you could use it there. They're into it. So churches? Could, churches. <laughs> Popeyes, <laughs> uh, Jack in the Box, Burger King, and Crunchyard. Oh, kills the them truck. slowly.
1: Yeah. Oh, I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You can use it for any food there. <laughs> um, I used to hear they used to have like the real drug addicts were on food stamps and they were like, go to our families, like, you give me 100 bucks, I will get you 200 bucks worth of groceries, yeah. and I can use that 100 bucks for hair on.
0: Yeah, I never did that because that's, you know, I don't Well,
1: you're not looking for yeah, hair on. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but I w- so I would cook, like, uh, I, th- I did a lot of different things. So, so I would go to the dollar store, and I would get, I had a whole pantry in my van, and I would get, like, sardines. I like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Sardines and, like, spam singles, and then, like, ramen, and then uh, canned veggies, and I just heat it up on my stove. When I was doing the show, and I was trying to impress <sighs> people, I did cr- king crab legs, assorted potatoes, wow. zucchini. I made a French toast out of sweet Hawaiian roll bread. Ooh, those are good. Uh, hash browns. I did steak and eggs. I uh, did pan-seared salmon, white rice, salt spinach. On a Bunsen
1: oh, on burner? A yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Did the, did the Bunsen burner get, like, fumes on the inside? Or did Probably. you open up the door or window?
0: i have open the windows up, but it's small. They say you're not supposed to do it indoors, but I'm not dead, so, you know, what do they know? <laughs>
1: True. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that was the other thing. I had, like, a heater. It's called a Mr. Buddy heater. And, like, girls would be impressed with that, too. So if it was cold in the van, like, I'm cold, I'd turn on this propane heater, and it'd heat the whole fucking van up, and when they are butt naked. Like, it would get so hot, even though it's cold outside, we'd be sweating. Mm. So you got to take your clothes off and they like can you put it on low I'm like it's only got one setting it had two settings but I wanted <laughs> to take the fucking clothes off
1: naked is the only setting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. somebody gave me advice once when you get to bring somebody bring it back to the condo or something when you bring your girls you would be like oh by the way before we go in we got a no pants rule I'm yeah. really sorry <laughs> and they're like really it's like yeah I gotta take mine off too so it's just yeah
0: yeah man yeah and then I would go out to Vegas I made friends in Vegas Trey Stewart he stayed with me for a few nights he's a piece of shit and then um yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That's how. That's all it all happened. And then working at the store, I got passed.
1: Did you? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's why I saw you. I think first as a door guy before you got passed. Yeah. When'd you get passed?
0: Uh, about what six, seven months ago. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I saw you a couple times before that. Just as an employee spot. You and know, I was like, damn, he's funny. Oh yeah. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Uh, damn. Did you ever get scared while you're in there?
0: No, no. Only. The only person that scared me was, like,
1: noises or anything?
0: comedians, because they recognized my van. And they knew, like, they'd be walking around or something, walking at Ralph's, and they'd come knock on my door. And, like, hey, what's up, Ron? I'm like, get the fuck away from my house. <laughs> like, they're oh, just stopping by your place. Yeah, like, because they, they would notice it's a big, giant red van, so mm-hmm. they knew what it looked like. And they're like, hey, what's up? And, like, girls I'd, I'd mess with, they'd come and they open my door, because they knew how to unlock it.
3: Um, oh, but it no. seemed like a
0: stranger opening my door. Yeah, but like regular hey. people. Yeah. I never, you know, I never had a problem in the police. I never had a problem because it was completely like blocked off. And so I,
1: you, know, they, you may as well have been in there or not in there. They so don't even know.
0: if the police were knocking on, like, "Hey, get out of there," I had time to like put my clothes on and be like, "Hey, I'm just in here fixing something." But that never happened. Yeah, wow. yeah.
3: What did you miss the most going from a house to a van? Like, I'm assuming that. There had to be a transition period before right? you got really comfortable.
0: Just a toilet. That was it. Yeah. If I had like a, 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 a class V camper van with a bathroom with like a black water tank, I would have never moved out of my van. It mm. was the only thing There was like, this is good. And a, sh- a shower. So bathroom. essentially, yeah. to Toilet and a shower. That was it. Other than that, you don't fucking need a house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, shower seems like it would be a big deal and toilet would be a big deal, but I guess you would. You would get used to it. Same with the staying in hostels and shit. Eventually, you're like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And if reality. I didn't
0: have people looking for things from me, like, I think I got I got a manager before I got an apartment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once you get into that, now you got auditions. You know, so I would have to iron my shirt. Before, I didn't give a fuck it was wrinkled as wrinkled. Yeah. But now I have to be somewhere at a certain time, fresh and clean and stuff like that. If I didn't. Be, get any type of I'm not even going to call it success traction, yeah I'd still be in a van, yeah, yeah, I mean, I might go back now, I'm five months behind rent
1: yeah if they don't <laughs> if they say like, give me all that rent, I, I would consider just going like now, nah, I'll just leave
0: I gave my futon to Erico O'Ligny so I might have to get that back first,
1: yeah, yeah. it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um did, did you ever uh what was the question oh, so you used to park in front of the store?
0: Uh, if I could find a parking spot, and if I found a park, so cause like, like on Sunset, yeah. There's, I mean, there's two, there's two meter parkings.
3: Yeah, keep
0: talking. There's two meter parkings right in front of the store.
3: Yeah, but they're rarely open. Right, right.
0: <clears throat> but when they did open, if I was lucky enough to get them, I'd park there, and then it was like if I could park there mm-hmm. and get one of those meter parkings,
3: you were good to guaranteed.
0: Go I was fucking that night. Really? Because it, right
3: it was right in, there. There's that such access, availability. Yeah.
0: And I would, I would, I would never like just say, "Hey, let's go do it." I'm like, yeah, "Come, let's go grab a drink. Come check my van out real fast." That's now. what you'd say. Yeah, I'm like, because you would talk to them and say, "I live in a van." It's yeah, gotta I, be a starter no, for a conversation. I would never tell them I lived it. if I knew them already. Then if they like were comics and they knew I lived in a van, you know, they'd, they'd just straight ask to see it. So I like hit the button and boop boop, and they're like, "Is that you?" I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." He's like, "I'm gonna see the inside." Perfect. And then wow. we go inside.
1: Wow. And you never push them to do it.
0: Fuck in front of the store, take my fresh water spray bottle, spray their pussy off. <laughs> spray yeah. your dick off? Spray that off, you know, wash my face. And that was the other thing. Everything that you have at the house, I had in my van. Yeah. So I've got wet naps, I got soap, I got extra toothbrush. Well, here, brush your teeth, bitch. Here. Sure. Wow. And then we go back in, finish out, crack them up, you know? Wow. Yeah.
1: And you don't have to like. There's no question sleeping over. It's like night's not over. We we'll go back out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they would just stay. So it would just be like, because some people pass out in their cars all the time. You're passed out in my house. When you wake up, I'll drive you home.
1: Wow, good point. Don't yeah. don't stay in bed. Yeah, stay in bed. <laughs> Sleep a little longer, baby.
0: Yeah. So it was great, man. It was great. And like I said, then I I got got the job at the store.
1: I could see that being a thing of like, if I'm a chick, I'm like. I want to fuck in a fucking van. They're a fucking van. It's a story. Yeah, yeah, check
3: that off the list. Like exactly. Mile High Club kind of stuff. Yeah, they're part of yeah. his E True Hollywood story. They yeah. check it off. Yeah, ooh, this, does this count as impossible? I could say
1: I, I never would have even thought about it until it's presented. And like, ooh, yeah, yeah maybe actually.
0: Yeah, and then I had like a carpet. I had like a rug. It looked like a fancy rug. It looked nice when you yeah. had it. You felt. You felt like fucking is supposed to happen in here. I'll
1: it's put a picture of the van in the on my um, yeah, yeah, yeah. web page for this episode. Yeah, Jari the great.
0: So um, all that all that stuff happened, and then like I said, I got the job at the store, and then apparently this is what I was told. Now you're supposed to work at the store for two years before you can showcase to get passed. No, mm-hmm. this is right. So this is what they told me. Whether it was a new Adam implemented thing or not. But
1: oh it could be that Yeah, it could be changed now but it never was that but I can see that now where like relax relax I can't do you
0: yeah so it was like you had to be a door guy there for two because the first showcase any of the guys that weren't there for two years didn't get the showcase mm-hmm. but then the next showcase everybody got the showcase and it was just like whatever and I was only when they got passed then but I still had only been there for like a year and like four months or something like that damn yeah so I got passed, and then I didn't really want to quit, but one of the managers was kind of annoying. So I just stopped working there. And then- <laughs> my,
1: my favorite is O'Neal. Was it Dennis? I think it was O'Neal when Dean was the manager, and he was shitting on him. He was working the back door of the O. The Dean OR. No, Dean Gilbert. Gilbert oh. yeah. uh, Laney, you ever see her come by? I don't think so. Don't That's his mom. But anyway, um, he was like said some insults, and Dean's like, oh, I guess you don't like your job, do you? You know, it's wow. threatening. And then yeah. Ryan was like, no, I don't. I yeah. hate it here. What are you talking about? Yeah. I fucking hate it all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's your I, threat?
0: Had, I had to get out. And then, you know,
1: everything was. Good. Plus, once you're a regular, it's like that job is supposed to be not for a job. That job is supposed to be to get in. Right. And once you're in, a lot of guys, we had that, too. A lot of guys, I like, kept working the job. Yes. And it's like, get out of here, man. You've moved on. Like, yeah. I, I get it. You have money and you get spots
3: out of it for the employee night. But like it ain't for you anymore. You moved on. Yes. Yeah, and you're taking a spot away from somebody that needs the opportunity yeah, to develop. to try
0: to get in and get yes.
3: past. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's some guys that have been there for a few years and it's like, they get the best shifts and it's like, man, just, just, I yeah. get it. And they're, they're, they're my friends. but They're making like, cash. Get out of here so somebody else can, I probably would, but if they're not passed, you know, like the whole
3: reason too. you're there yeah. is to get the chance to get passed. Yeah, they're but
1: they're making money now. You guys are making it's money? It's a real on tips job. Now. It's like yeah. the ja- And they, they, have, they have the things in your ears. Yeah. Ari you just pulled in. Yeah, okay. yeah it's crazy. Okay. You got five right? minutes, already, But okay, thanks. Yeah,
3: yeah. it's not the same. Comedy? It's
1: not at all. I used to have to work the booth, and then be like, like you know, put on. Let's say Simone. And then be like, "Fuck, where's Ron? Ron's on next, okay." Mm-hmm. So I got fifteen minutes. I, you're out back. Like, cool. Hey, Ron, you're on after Simone. He just went on. I was like, "Cool, gotcha." Go back in the booth quickly because the cover with customers, like, hold customers, in case there's customers. Yeah. You couldn't do that between nine and nine thirty. But like, then on, and then like you light them, and then like Simone's like, "Please welcome Ron Taylor," and you just know where to be found. I'm like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." Hey, wash the yeah. door. Come back. Yeah. And then Ron, where are you? What are you doing? And you're like, yeah. "Uh, what?" You're like, "Go." Yeah. Yeah. The now we best, get the best was Barry Diamond.
3: Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I think this is uh,
1: Paul fucking, oh, I forget his name, but he had the same thing. And he went to find Barry Diamond. Somebody would say, Simone or whoever was like, please welcome Barry Diamond. He's, he's just nowhere. He come running off. He's like, Barry, you're on. He was just in the back where the, yeah. where, the, where, the where the people smoke, you know? Yeah. You're on. And he <laughs> yeah. goes, I uh, smoke cigarettes, you know, by the yeah, back yeah, door yeah. where the parking lot is. And he just like takes another big drag out of a cigarette, goes, <sighs> <sighs> puts a cigarette out on the door and just goes, "How am I doing?" Oh, <laughs> it was like that's a guy who's like, I'm, "It's not a rush, dude. This is not the emergency you're making it out to be." Yeah. I've been doing comedy for fucking 80 years. Yeah. I will be going up there now. Was, Relax. Right. There's somebody on there. On the crowd's not leaving. If they do, who cares?
4: Yeah.
0: Now it's 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 a lot different from that. I mean, I I wasn't around then, but it was more outlaw then. Apparently, but I love it. And like I said, if it wasn't for the van, driven ever every break-ins. Happened? That girl that I was fucking, she Char- broke in. Other than that, no.
1: Just to say hi or to get in.
0: To say hi, but I was. This is the truth. I knew that I was well. I, I could have been messing around with other people. Uh, exactly. So That's what I, I was didn't thinking. didn't like the fact that she was just popping up Yeah, this it security. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, what's up? And she just was like, I just want to say good morning. And I think she had brought chicken or something like that too. And I was like, <laughs> It's hard to be mad at yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I still was mad at it, I was like How dare yeah. you, give me that chicken, get the but fuck out like, like, of here. Don't Don't ever
4: <laughs> come back here. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Up here. laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, Yeah, don't do that again, okay? Like I could've I could have shot you. You know, which is true, too, because, you know, whatever. I did drive from Detroit. It's not like I flew and couldn't take anything with me. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I never had any breakers. I was never scared of that because, like, and here's why I looked this up and I looked into it. uh, There's a comedian. I think his name is Dave Stone. He lived in a van. And I saw a documentary on him. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can do that. And then I was like, I should have said that in the beginning of this podcast. But I forgot that. So yeah. I saw this comedian, Dave Stone. I think he's in a group called Beards of Comedy. Oh, wait. With maybe Roy Scoville
1: With Rory? Rory never had a beard. Um, I think I know the name Dave Stone. I don't I think I know him.
0: Yeah. Dave Stone. Anyway, on YouTube, he's got this documentary where he lives in a van. He converted it and he talks about he can drive here, drive there, and all that different stuff. So after he did it. That's pretty much when I did it. And when I saw that thing, it was like nobody who... People who break into cars aren't thinking a person's going to be in there. So if you just... Surprise them! They're like, oh, oh, and they run because if they were if they were de- willing to deal with people, they'd rob people, right? Breaking
1: they'd their be like, guy, like, get the fuck out of the right. car,
0: they're, right? Yeah, they're,
1: they're doing it slyly.
0: They're, they're breaking the houses, or
1: they're, they're open micer criminals,
0: right? But if you're breaking a car and a fucking person's in there, they, they you get scared and they leave. So I never got scared of people actually breaking in.
1: I mean, I would say not breaking while you're even there, but breaking while you're not there and all your stuff is there.
0: The only the only thing they'd get a, well they'd get everything I had. All I had <laughs> the only thing is my all my earthly belongings. Yeah. But the only thing I had a, like of value in there outside of the vehicle is if it was my computer, computer and my camera and that's just twenty five hundred dollars and get a get a new one, you know.
1: The bottom line is for everything like that, it is just stuff. Yep. You know, as opposed to some files in the computer you really do want, you know, stuff right. and notebooks are worse to me than like a blank computer. If I just bought a new computer and I'm about to turn it on, hadn't yet yeah. I'd be more mad if my notebooks got stolen. Yeah. Than if my computer got yeah, stolen. Yeah, because
3: you can't replace that.
1: Yeah. I'd be yeah. mad, but either way, but like, I'd be heartbroken. That one I lost that I thought I left at your house, I'm still not over that.
0: Mm. Yeah. That happened to me a few times, like, what the fuck happened? With to my phone just like blowing up or something. Like, I have all my jokes. And then, oh, like, because yeah. I keep phones for a long time, and I'll have three years worth of jokes. Yeah. Evaporated. Like God, that. yeah. yeah. And, you're like, yeah. Fine. and
1: then you blame yourself, like, I never got back to it. I should yeah. have fucking gotten to those so jokes. So many little. So I wouldn't need the notebook
0: things that I was like oh I should do this and I never did it but that's, I guess that's part of it keeps you fresh I guess yeah I guess
1: uh, Sean Miller used to live in a van we had this comic who was a tour guy with me a yeah. uh, covered with guy with me and you know him from yeah. Indiana uh, yeah. later worked in the FBI and then um, yeah he lived in a van and showered the Y I thought it was so cool yes, and he had a scooter he, he had a scooter to go along with oh, it so we could yeah. leave the van and use a scooter um It just couldn't go on the highway, but go everywhere else.
0: That was my initial plan. So I convinced my mother... I've convinced my mother to buy a lot of stuff. I convinced my mother to buy a 50cc moped. Yeah. And it was 50ccs because with 50ccs, you don't need a motorcycle endorsement. Gotcha. And at the time, I had a station wagon, which I also used to fuck in. Every car I've ever bought, you could fuck in easily. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a, i don't understand the purpose of getting a vehicle if you can't fuck in it. it's like that's just silly but i had a station wagon and then i crashed it snow and then i only only thing i had was my uh scooter but i would ride the scooter like it was a motorcycle so i drove it from detroit to kalamazoo which in michigan that's like 120 miles Damn. wow going 20 miles an hour Ugh. It took so, six hours. It would take me six hours oh, to do something in a car. It took, but I I rolled up there for pussy, of course. Yeah. It's the only thing that can. You'll make you will go far that. for pussy. Yeah. Somebody's yep. like, come over. How
1: far? All right, I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: Six hours on a moped. It's not meant to do that. Yeah. And then you got to fuck right after that with your fucking sweaty balls. Right. Your hands. Give it the old Sam
1: Tripoli e power scrub.
0: Yeah. Nice so, coach. I did that, and in my scooter, it kind of just stopped working. But it was my plan to take the scooter and get like a trailer hitch and then park that on the back of my van.
3: Yeah, so you could stay parked at Ralph's and then just scoot, take the scooter down to the comedy store.
0: Right, but it didn't work out. But there was another guy. I think he's, he might still live in his van. Who? Uh, forget his name. He's the guy that got banned when Diaz got into it with some other comic.
3: Oh, Tommy Easter. Tommy Easter,
0: Yeah. He lived in a Hell, band He's too. one a punch cap. I think so. Yeah. Wow.
3: I don't Yeah, I think. I don't know. And
0: then we would park next to each other sometimes t- just cuz it was the right spot. With the how, I was
3: going to ask how did you pick a neighborhood? What yeah. were you looking for?
0: So when I drove from Detroit, the destination that I put in was the comedy store. Me too. Yeah. I did the, the same thing.
1: Wow, time. really? As your final destination. That's so cool too. Yeah. It doesn't matter 84, if it's LA, 33 shit, but- Sunset. You know yeah. there was literally
0: nowhere else for me to go anyway. Yeah. So like the first night and this is before I even had a great appreciation for the store. Because mm-hmm. before that, it was just like, that's the one club I know in, that's, that I know the address to, that I know to look up. I spent the night in front of the store that night.
5: Mm-hmm. Again,
0: before I fell in love with the store and all that stuff. But after that, everywhere that I would go was centered around that. So it was like, that's kind of just where I lived. Mm-hmm. So from the store, I put in Ralph's. Well, the Ralph's was... Right down there. On Sunset. So Renazisi used to live right above that. Yeah, and I and, lived in
1: that neighborhood too. Yeah.
3: Oh, really? Fat, the Fat James building. Oh, right yeah. There. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. And what's his name
3: was in Forest. T B Z. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in that area for a long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So at that Ralph's, I put in uh, L A Fitness. It was up on Hollywood, and then after that, I just drove around until I saw some shade trees, and that's how I fell in fell in front of uh, Runyon Canyon. Because it would get real hot. Yeah.
1: As soon as the sun came up, it would bake.
0: Oh my God! You couldn't sleep with clothes on. That was impossible. Wow. Yeah, I had a little battery operated fan, and then I would, I had like a uh, little that little tin foil thing to stop the sun from coming in your car. Yeah. Did you ever like lose uh, right. a
3: parking space, and you were like, I should have just walked. Like, would you drive down the Ralphs? Would you drive to the gym? Or once you found your shade, would you just keep it parked and figure it out?
0: I w- that I would do that. I missed some parking spots, but not often because you get into a habit of looking at parking spots. <laughs> yeah. You just know. Who's leaving? It's kind of stalkerish. like I would know like, okay, this lady looks like she's just going to go get something real quick. I could tell when people were going in, going in the house and they were calling in a day. So I would scope out parking spots. I went to Toys R Us and bought a kick scooter. And I would kick ah. scoot around.
1: That's why I bought my skateboard. Same shit because it was like yeah. you couldn't park close to the auditions. Yeah. And it's like you just drive around and around and around looking for these parking spots. And at some point I'm like with the skateboard in the back seat. I'm like, I can park seven blocks away. It's no big yeah. deal. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You just find whatever.
0: I never
3: thought
1: about that.
0: But that didn't work for long because where I would park was up a hill.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You can't scoot
0: So I got down fast, but every time I brake, the tire would, like, it would just blow up. So I took the scooter back. I was like, hey, this tire blew up today. And it was like, did you go down a fucking hill, like, 30 miles an hour on a kick scooter? No. Okay, here's your money back. Who would do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd do that. What did you have to do when – what did you do when you
1: had to take a dump, you a diarrhea, and it's pouring rain outside, which doesn't happen much in LA, but I know it happens.
0: Funny. Well, the truth of the matter is I wasn't going to say it, but at this point I don't give a shit. I never shit outside. Okay. <laughs> <I>, that <laughs> okay. shit in the van. Yeah, because other people are
1: going to see you. you yeah. Then you're a hobo.
0: Yeah, I've, but I've only done that like, like 15 times. Shit in the van. Yeah. What else do you do?
1: You hold it and go to the wire or whatever. Right. Or and I never
0: had diarrhea. This is just gross. But because I knew I had to eat properly. Because in order to regulate <laughs> when I would go, yeah. I would have to, I would eat certain foods so I could hold it. Or yeah. so I Get would know when I have to go. So I ate a lot of veggies and stuff like that. And well, not a lot of veggies, but my diet really was seven eleven chicken wings and beer. Ugh. Yeah. The I beer mean, was the- Cheaper than water, and the wings were three dollars for ten at the time. You can't beat that. man. Thirty cents a wing. Yeah, and then like I would just eat like like raw veggies just because my dad told me to, and they would just keep it all together. So no, I never went outside and shit. I would just shit in a bag, and then I would put my Febreze stuff on top.
1: On top of the bag.
0: On top of the shit.
1: Okay, you Fe- Febreze a dump down.
0: Yeah, wow. and I would put Febreze on top. And then bacon soda on the shit. And then I would tie the shit bag up. <laughs> One of those Ralph's bags. Ralph's bag. And then I would put that in a Ziploc bag. And then I would throw it away when I started my van. Wow. Yeah. But wow. I didn't do that until towards the end. Did anybody know
3: how you were living and try to hook you up? Like, hey, man, Good question. you could come use my shower. You want to just
0: crash on my couch tonight? or? Everybody. Okay. Everybody did. Good. Yeah, and I just—it uh, wasn't like I was too proud. It was just like, it's this is mine. This is more. It, I don't want to. I appreciate it, but fortunately, I I have some. I have something. Mm. So the comfort of just being in the van jerking off. Versus being on somebody's couch and then they wake up and you gotta look busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't yeah, look yeah, too yeah. comfortable when you stay yes. with other people because they're yes. like, yo, when are you getting the fuck out? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: the worst. You really gotta get up and You can't impose. Yes. You can't yes. be like, see you at work, I'll be here. It's like, you gotta get out. Right. The, the weird thing is sometimes people just wanna hook you up, but you're like, your hookup is worse than how yeah. like, You know, <laughs> like, like when I picked you up, you're like, no, get in. You had a long drive. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll drive you. And it's like, no, I like driving. I never get yeah. to drive.
0: Yeah. So it's like weird. Sorry. Yeah, so. People would ask that.
3: Oh yeah, just if, if we if we can get them into the room, great. We can get them.
0: And the main thing was just like if my van ever broke down or if somebody ever stole it or something like that, then I would have all those hookups to take advantage of. Like I'm not going to take it if I don't need it, because when am I might need it, and if I take it just because you offer it, doesn't even make any sense. What do you mean? So because you don't need it. Right, You're living so, in a way you need, and you're like, that's not necessary. Right. So it's like, hey, man, you can stay with me. It's like, well, I don't need to. But if somebody stole my van, then I would need to stay with somebody. But mm-hmm. if I already did it, then it's like.
1: Yeah. T- that's how I feel about Justin starting my first class, where it's like, it's so much more comfortable. It's like, yeah, but I'm not, I, when I don't sit in coach going like, fuck, I can't stand this. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, it's nicer if I get bumped up. If like, you are yeah, like, I'll take it and I'll yeah. love it. But like. It's just an unnecessary. If it was 50 bucks, I would do it, but like for $800 more dollars, yeah, you know, 250 or, or or 950 it's like, nah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if it weren't for Trey Stewart, if it weren't for that van, yeah, Trey Stewart, Trey Stewart, Josh fucking Nasser,
1: Josh, Josh Martin's girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love of his life. Josh Nazar, and that girl that I was fucking. And Corey name, Holcomb. I won't oh, mention. Yeah. No, no, no. Not that girl. The girl in L.A. that I, that I was fucking. His van. I made. stayed in my van. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it weren't for those three, then, you know, my life would be a lot different out here. Yeah. But between that, everything was pretty, pretty good. And then I stayed with that girl for some. Po- at some point. I forgot about that. But that was because it was more like... Did you ha-
1: Did you have nights where some girls, like, come to my house and sleep over? And then you, like, enjoy, like, a real bed?
0: Yes. But that's so crazy. I forgot about this. That's what That's what initially happened. So... When that girl was staying with me, it was really just like until her spot got ready, right? It was like, I think I need to stay here for tonight. It wasn't even, I think I need to stay here. It was just like we were fucking, she fell asleep in the morning. She had somewhere to go. Mm. But that happened like a week long. And then it was like, there was no, once you do it for seven days, there's no urgency for her to spend this money on a place. Right. So that week turned into like a month and a half. Damn. Damn. And then when she got a place, she had no furniture. But I had all my stuff from Detroit. I had, like, ten sleeping bags, a bunch of pillows. I had, like, air Where? Just in my van. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: you <have> closet
0: space? <laughs> yeah. I gave her, like, you know, my sleeping bag on the inside. At this point, we weren't even fucking, I don't think. I forgot about this. Man, that's crazy. Anyway, so we went in one night, and she was like, well, you don't have to sleep in your van. This, we're just friends. You don't have to yeah. sleep in your van. You can just sleep... Like in here and then I think I sucked her pussy or something like that and sucked her pussy you know, <laughs> while she was sleeping too which is, I think is such a good term a me too situation but it was okay back then so don't come for me now <laughs> something like that
1: I always always have this agreement with girls like you can suck my dick when I'm asleep it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's implied consent
0: yeah yeah so that happened but she would like it would every day it would be like why are you staying in your van if you can s- stay in here right and it was like, well, because I, I don't want to place. The truth was, I just want to be by myself. But after a while, it's like, you what? Why you do, you got a problem staying with me? Oh no, okay. And then you get tired of hearing that every day. So now it's like, I'm lightweight staying with you. But mm. then she moved and started sucking dick somewhere. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. Man, it's pretty fucking
1: cool to do that.
0: Yeah, it was good. I would encourage everybody to get a fucking van. Like, everybody, if you're if you're poor. And you don't have a van. I don't, you'll never regret getting a van. I know that much. You might never stay in it. And you might never need to stay in it. But you always have the option to.
1: I love the idea of just being able. I used to always want to live on a boat. So I could just go like on Santa Monica or something. I also looked into like docking fees and stuff. Because I was like, if I want to just leave the world, I can just go straight west until yep. I don't see another human drop a fucking anchor. Yep. And I'm good for a couple days. Yep. The van is the same, same freedom. It's like. Goodbye, yeah. everyone. Nothing to deal with. And then you're fucking gone.
0: I would like drive to uh, Vegas. Yeah. And I didn't notice at the time, but the mics in Vegas, they do like... If you have the best set, you're like 50 bucks. It's gas money. But, well, not quite. Like, because they gamble everything there. So everything is like gambling themed. Yeah. And all the all the comedians there were like two and three year open micers. But they didn't know me. They didn't know I had been doing it seven years already. So I would go there and I would just... You know, like pool sharks. I'm like, hey, you all do comedy here? <laughs> like, I want to hey. try it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, well, yeah, you want to sign up? Yeah, man. I'd like, give it a try <laughs> and fucking win that 50 I I'm like, all right, thanks, sucker. And I'd go to the next place. And I'd stay out there for a week because I could. I had my whole house with me.
1: Yeah, wow. Did you ever get to sleep in the parking lot at the store? Did that you park back there?
0: No. By the time I could pull back there. Um, you were out. Yeah. I was out.
1: Oh, right. You couldn't park. That's one reason I wanted to become a paid regular, so I could park back there. So, Chewy yes. would let me park. Yeah. He'd always shake me down for fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's 1 o'clock. There's six cars in the lot. Please let me come in. Yep. And he's like, I don't know, man. So they'd be like, hey, man, get some cheeseburgers for you. He's like, oh, all right, man. Go ahead in. I'm like, ah. Oh.
0: So, now my van is a, um, it's like a second home. So, at the place I stay now, which is just a renovated realty office. There's, you know, there's, there's parking. There's, I get gated parking. And uh, I just park my van back there. And my buddy, he'll stay with me every now and then. But, like, if I have a girl in the house, I'm like, yo, you got to hit the van tonight. And then sometimes we'll flip-flop and stuff like that. That's cool. Did so you it's ever- like a two-bedroom apartment. Now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. That is pretty cool.
1: I would yeah. do that. for. There's Airbnbs like that where you're like, get the real experience just living yeah. in a van. You should Airbnb it out for extra cash.
0: A few people asked me to do that, but um, I'm not going yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um. What was I just gonna say? You ever, you ever, park it by the river? No. So many people. I've <laughs> never heard that song to this day. Oh, really? People always say it's not a song. Yeah. Like or whatever it is that that. Saying I never even got it. Like I would say I live in a van. A van, and they'd be like down by the river. I'm like, what does that mean? It was <laughs> me and Simone's like
1: heyday of of SNL.
0: Yeah, Chris it was, like Farley. our
1: like our five oh, year is that group what where that we watched. Yeah, yeah, Chris Farley had a character. He's a motivational speaker. Yeah, Matt Foley. Mm-hmm. Matt
0: Foley. Huh. That's great, right? Really? And he stayed in the great. Van, down I live in a van yeah.
3: down by the river.
0: What's us it. My you name
3: can... is Matt Foley. No. And then he crashed the table. Yeah, it was thrice divorced. Maybe the. Maybe the best sketch SNL's ever done. Wow. I He had see this it.
1: tight jacket and tie.
3: Hilarious. The tie would try to come up over his belly, wouldn't quite make it over. <laughs> Dude, the first time he did it, when Christina uh,
0: Applegate is just
3: staring, like trying so hard trying not to, to laugh. laugh. Spade is trying not hard to laugh. He killed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I might mean, have to look into that. No, the closest thing I did was I cooked crab legs by the ocean.
1: Damn, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so I would, like, uh, I'd, park, I'd drive to the, to the beach pull up to the sand open my doors i had like a little camper's chair and then take i'd have some crab that i got from Ralph's, a little butter lemon just steam the crabs there look at the ocean but the bird people don't notice fucking birds will start to surround you oh wow yeah So like i would huh. have to eat fast and like throw the shells so they get so from, move them away yeah they get from above me because i'm scared they're gonna shit on me and something like that
1: did you were you able to clean the bit? like it must be dirt in there on the carpet so how'd you clean it
0: I'm a stickler for, for cleanliness, especially like if you're going to, which is why I didn't want to say I ever took a shit in the van because people like, what? And then you cooked in there and invited <laughs> yeah. people? Well, it was like you do the same in a house. Yeah. You just wash your hands in the bathroom. <laughs> you just close but the like, door. Yeah. I would, uh, don't compare it to the
1: same as a house. It ain't even
0: close to the same. Close, but still, I would, uh, I would scrub the uh, carpet. So okay. I, had a, uh, I had a rug. That was a rug, and I would clean the rug like once a week. And then, like, wh- and when you live in a van, you got nothing else to do. It was just fun to go to the car wash and, like, just vacuum everything, scrub everything, you know, kind of right. just detail it, Febreze it, and then wash the outside. It's like a brand new house. How often do people get to wash their whole house?
1: Yeah. Did you make your bed every day? Yeah. Did
0: you, how did you wash your clothes and your sheets? Laundromat.
1: Right. Okay. Right by, yeah, good uh, point.
0: Right by Marty's. I would park by Marty's every now and then, too that laundromat by marty's by that big mama's big pizza. pizza
3: yeah right on sunset i'd go oh yeah 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 is that where they had the
0: show the laundromat show
3: i don't i think that's further east oh maybe it was like uh yeah yeah that's like some hipster area yeah. yeah
0: yeah and i always had like alcohol in a spray bottle somewhere on on hand to like i'd wash my hands disinfect my hands disinfect now would you ever
3: hand get hand. like claustrophobic or was it enough for him to feel comfortable
0: you get the opposite man Explain. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite of claustrophobia? I don't know. Agor- Oriental? Phobia?
3: You don't want to get out. Yeah, maybe. You yeah, agoraphobic when you're afraid of open spaces. Yeah, yeah I guess so. You, yeah.
0: you, you get comfortable with small spaces after because everything, you know where everything is. Oh. It's like, if somebody knocks, I can, you know, I don't have to ever get up walk and far. walk to the, to see what that Interesting. Was. And like, it was, it was very, it was, it was comforting being, I was just there. I could roll over. I had a TV. Like a
1: there. womb. A cocoon, yeah, a yeah. womb, yeah, for sure.
0: Yes.
1: It's like, like when, that. what's his name? The, the black dude in Shawshank? When he got out?
0: Morgan Freeman. Morgan
1: Freeman. And he's like, I needed to go to the bathroom at certain times because yeah. that's when I was allowed in prison and I, I was comfortable with doing the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's very, very cozy. Very cozy. Damn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems cool, doesn't it?
3: Seems interesting. I don't know if I could do it. I find it fascinating. And I love the fact.
1: Anytime people say, I don't think I could do it, it's always about something that other people do do. You know, like like uh, camping at Bonnaroo instead of getting in a hotel. Like, I don't think I could do it. Like, But 50,000 people do it, yeah. it. So what do you mean?
3: No, I mean that, like, like, I have been, like, I was just in a very tiny room. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Right, And then you right, know, right, and I right, had right, a bathroom, right. I had a shower, and I was like, oh, I gotta get out of this room. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing of, the truth of the matter is you absolutely can do it because, kind of like what you were saying about the flip phone, the... The perks that come with it are they're instantaneous. Yeah. And it's so freeing, you're like, I can't believe I wasn't already doing this. The only thing that made me get out of it was like having obligations. Right. So the obligations that you're thinking about makes you go, I couldn't live in a van. And maybe it would be difficult, but if you had no obligations like I did I drove from Detroit, right, that's what
3: I what I find. Beautiful is that you had a dream and you found a way to make it work. Yeah, there is
0: always do a way to it make takes. it work.
1: Do
3: what it takes. Yeah. yeah, and we all do our own version of that. Because I'm sure a
1: lot of your friends are like I can't, I can't do that. Well, how am I going to a yeah. place? And it's like you can figure it out. Just yeah. figure it out. You
3: can. Just do it. Make the yeah. decision. As soon as you well, make a I'll decision to, to do it, something, like, I know. Right, but yeah. like when you say, when I say, I don't know if I could do it. Like I like. One of my joys is pooping in peace. Right, right, I don't right, even right. like using public restrooms.
0: here. I, I got to go to the boss to mean? take this
3: dump. Yeah. And I take multiple showers a day. like, uh-huh. And then you get soft. Life yeah. makes you soft. Like now that I have a washer and dryer at my place, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah then, you, like, then you become accustomed to it. Then it's harder correct. to like,
1: I can't go to a laundromat.
3: Right. There was a point in my yeah. life where like, yeah, I know. Like when I first got to LA, I was like, I'm not turning around.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm not turning around. <laughs> but now I got soft.
0: That's back to the thing I said, though, where there's a difference between surviving and being comfortable. Yep. And so you could do... But I'll tell you this much, man, and I hate that I'm bringing it back up. uh, Shitting in that van oftentimes was more comfortable than a public restaurant. Because nobody's knocking on my van. I had to go shit next. And then the only difficulty was I didn't feel comfortable shitting in there and not cleaning the entire van right afterwards because so the, the right, particles the, the, the thought of yeah it. So right imagine shitting and then like you got to clean your whole house now that wow. was the only difficult part <laughs> yeah. it's like everything's got to go right now alcohol bleach scrub and then my my so every time i shit my whole carpet would be wet because i fucking shampooed the whole thing Bless you. wow but you know whatever i'm not I'm doing that that's now. cool it's cool yeah you got your own <laughs> pad
3: now share bathroom yeah
0: man it was great
3: I, I think it's an amazing so, would you ever fantasize about the life you wanted, but it sounds like you loved it then, but like I did love it. I remember when I first got to l a like you were like one day I'm gonna have this or one yeah. day I'm gonna do this
0: yeah i I didn't you know that's interesting. I never even thought of that. I didn't fantasize when I was in the van. I was just in it mm-hmm. now I do that I'm in this fucking apartment. now I fantasize about like having a couch yeah. or, and having like my own kitchen, yeah, and having a like my my goal in comedy right now is to one day be able to watch the Super Bowl on my TV in my place. I don't have a TV. Right. Right, right. So that my, is nice. I, I said the next Olympics, I'll be able to invite people over.
1: Yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't dream about about that. I would dream like when I was had a roommate or whatever and like I wouldn't dream about the stuff I was going to have. I would dream about like the shows I was going to do or like get into mm-hmm. these clubs and like and like yeah. learn to kill like that I would dream about because I didn't have that cuz I was so bad, right. you know.
0: Right. Well, that was one of the perks of starting in Detroit. So, a lot of show oriented dreams. Yeah. I I did all that stuff already. Right. And there's uh, like right. tons of people in the Midwest that do the things that people would kill to do out here. They're doing it every day. They're just not famous. Yeah. yeah. So Road like comedy. before I ever moved to LA, I was doing colleges. I had already been on TV twice. I had I was already making a couple thousand dollars, you know, every two months. Yeah. I'd already done five hundred seaters just because, not because I was super funny, just because it's the Midwest, who else is gonna do stand up? My fucking mother. Is like, yeah. It's like it's two hundred comedians in Michigan. Right. It's twenty thousand like in Hollywood. You know, so you get all the fucking money. So I never had dreams of like, oh man, I hope one day I'll be able to do this great spot. Cause I was doing all that stuff. Now yeah. I dream about it. Like, this is my first weekend. Like, with a headliner in L.A.
3: Yeah.
0: I was headlining weekends by myself in the Midwest, and that was, like, four years ago. Yeah. So now the only thing I think about, I see all these Instagram comedians, and they're, they're like, seeing their stuff. And they've got these houses with marble floors. It's crazy. And, like, big bathrooms. I'm like, one day I'll have Mm -hmm. my own fucking kitchen. That's the shit I dream about. now. But, no, I never dreamed when I was in the van. I was just living. Yeah. Sucking pussy and cooking meals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sucking pussy makes it sound like they're droopy pussies. Like they've melted those as much as I don't wing, fuck with that wing nut pussies,
0: As much as I don't fuck with that girl, because she'll probably hear this. Somebody will know who I'm talking about. As yeah. much as I don't fuck with her, or didn't at least, one of my favorite things to do was suck her pussy. I can't do it now, because she's <laughs> one of my favorite. More than fucking her. It was just that fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if a girl reacts well when you when you suck her pussy, it's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she's a she's a silly goose now so (laughs) whatever all right well great ron where can people find you Uh, you can find me on instagram
1: facebook twitter and youtube no i'm gonna guess that there's no way you have the name on any of those ron taylor it's got to be of taken right
0: i don't but i could have had it oh and my agent told me it was dumb that i didn't take it i didn't even realize it at the time somebody had the name it was another comedian whose name was ron taylor Huh. who also was Black and wore Glasses. Wow. And he was in, like, Texas. Yeah. And he said, yo, a lot of people hit me up for gigs thinking that I'm you. I've only been doing comedy for, like, a year, and I'm going to change. This was all out the blue. I never met him in my life. He said, I'm going to change my name to, like, Ron L. Taylor so you can have Ron Taylor. Damn. That was nice of him. I never responded back to him. Wow. So I was like, this is. Fuck off, pig. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Beat it, nerd. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. I just never responded back. And now some old white dude's name is Ron Taylor on Instagram. But everything else is Comedian Ron T. Comedian Ron T. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Comedian Ron T. All right. Is that YouTube show still out? Van Cook I'm bringing it back. I've got four or five episodes on YouTube now. I'm bringing it back. There'll be no shit in the van (laughs) this time. There's more room. I've got better recipes yeah, it'll be fun. It's on there. It's on there. as Van Cooked Meals. Van Cooked Meals. All right, very nice. And Simone, you've got good times
1: with Steve Simone, your podcast. Yeah. Um, you're just Steve Simone on Twitter and Facebook, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, fuck yeah, man. Well, congratulations on Brother, having a, a right. home you don't pay for.
0: Brother Ari, I absolutely appreciate you for having me, man. Out here on this weekend, on this podcast, it's been an absolutely wonderful experience, and uh, I appreciate both of you guys for fucking with me this week.
1: Yeah, but good shows. Thank right you. man. There. Yeah, all right. Keyhold. That means it's not off. It's
3: a fascinating story, man. Like Appreciate it. It's so cool. Like, everybody says they want to do a comedy, or everybody says they want to come to L.A., yeah, but man. nobody wants to pay their dues. Yeah, man. You paid your dues. And nobody
0: can ever take that away from me. That's what I admire. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Took
3: a lot of trash. On the podcast. Well, I appreciate it. took a lot of trash out at the store, man.
1: Oh, All yeah. those trash things. Dude, yeah. we had one time where we'd do this thing where we'd put the, the, the bottle, recycle bottles. we put it right by... You know how you'd go out the back door mm-hmm. and then just make... There's a little bit of an entrance to the left before the parking lot, you know, where the rope is. And we stay there with the glass bottles. We try to launch them yeah. from there into the into the fucking uh, dumpster. And there would just be like a ring of glass around the dumpster from misses. But when you made it, man, yeah. it was great. the episode, fuck dude now you see why it's sponsored by Ralph's, Ralph's if you're looking for the best shittable shopping bags, go no further than Ralph's, Ralph's is if you don't know it's a chain of supermarkets all over the southern California area, Rock and Roll Ralph's is the one me and Simone and Renazise used to always go to on uh, Sunset and like Gardner, where you could always see fucking cool former rockers people with like leather pants in the summer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as Diaz would always point out. Um, but if you're looking to shit outside and not leave a mess, look no further than Ralph's. And right now, if you go to ralphs.com slash skeptic, if you're going to show up to a Ralph's and say uh, promo code skeptic, they will give you plastic shopping bags. If 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 you you When they say paper or plastic and you just enter the promo, pr- promo code plastic and say skeptic and they will give you plastic shopping bags in order to put your fresh, hot dumps into thanks, Ron. Um, thanks a lot that was fucking informative and interesting. I've been going on a fucking rabbit hole of YouTube of, of puppy videos, so you know how they have these algorithms where they choose your youtube I'm going to say this again on a podcast, but they, they show this uh, they, they, they figure out what you watch and they try to like focus you so they can advertise to you so if you watch you know political ben shapiro stuff they'll send stuff like ben shapiro and then they'll send you more ben shapiro stuff um they might also say like well ben shapiro like shuts down fruitcakes you know so then then, but they might be like other people shutting down other people you might end up getting milo you might end up getting some left-wing people shutting down you know at, at colleges and shit like that um but they focus you until they really got you so to challenge that algorithm that, that decides what YouTube videos I will watch and decides in, in, in turn, um, what my brain will be thinking is true, I've decided to focus it myself. So I spent a week just YouTube searching puppy videos, dog videos. Uh, dog is mad at owners for taking to them to the vet. Um, you know, dog rats on his brother. Uh, for eating the food off the kitchen table, whatever. You just search puppies and dogs and then you start, you know, you watch them. You have to watch a couple of them, click on them, watch them all the way through. And then after a while, your worldview is not of someone who's uh, getting politically rabble roused to hate your neighbor. Um, instead, your view of the world is there's all these great puppies and the damage it's going to do in my life is I'm going to get a dog. There's no way I can, this algorithm changing is going to force me to get a dog there's just no way around it there's no way around it i see these videos i'm like i want that it's the same thing that makes people like slap an old man with a with a make america great hat again because they think it represents something that it doesn't fully represent um and so they're so angry that they end up punching that guy an old man that's fucking nuts um but i get it you you get your algorithm forces you to think the way about a, a thing. Um, and by the way, my theory is this. You go to a Yankee game, there's Trump supporters, and there's you know Democrats. And none of them know. They're all just there cheering on the Yankees, the 29-time world champion Yankees, more than any other. Any, um, yeah, so it's like we're mostly the same. We're mostly like, oh, is that your dog? Can I pet him? You don't go, what's your political um, stance? How do you feel about abortion? You don't do that. You're just like, no, no, we're all just people out here petting dogs and, and, and cheering, on, cheering on our sports teams, you know? And so if you look at enough YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, you, you really start to get a, a skewed view of the world, how we should be fighting each other. And I saw this, uh, this clip of this congressman Talking about how nothing gets done in politics. I mean, it was the first person I've ever really heard talk in Congress about how shit just doesn't get done. How there's a fucking shutdown every year now, and it's become normalized. And how they keep getting us to be like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you guys, you hate the Republicans. They're shutting down the government." They're like, "No, hate the Democrats. They're shutting down the Republicans, the the, the, the the government." And we're like, "Guys, actually, we're getting pretty used to the idea of you shutting it down. We we don't seem like you're that worth it, to be honest. Shut it down. Keep it down." The only, thing, the only problem is nobody's cleaning up the national parks. That's about it. And no one's paying the CSA, which is fucking fine. Quit that job. And why does that happen? So I finally heard a congressman make us talk about it. How at work, They're just against each other. And we're all so worried about party shit, about Democrats and Republicans. They're not worried about getting shit done. So if you need a fucking street paved in your town, you can't get it done because the people on the other side are going to fight you just because of who you are. Listen to this. Listen to this real quick. Uh,
5: Where after every election happens, the new members of Congress, they go and uh, they have what's called new member orientation. And they give you these books and here's the maps and here's where your office is and, you know, all the all the administrative and logistical stuff. But very quickly, I would say within the first few days, um, you know, where we first come in together as Democrats and Republicans immediately. okay, Democrats go this way. Republicans go this way. Immediately separated. and. What we're told right off the bat is, look, this is about uh, getting wins for our political party. And if you work with a Republican, then that's going to hurt the party, especially if you work with a Republican that the Democratic Party is trying to take out. Forget the substance of the idea. Forget the substance of the bill. And this happens on the opposite side as well. Republicans with Democrats, both both political parties are, dif- are, are um, guilty of this where they're really putting the interests of the political party ahead of the people who just voted for us to go and serve them. And not just the Democrats who voted for me, but yes, the, the independents and the Republicans, both who voted for me or who didn't, but who uh, I serve as part of my constituency. And uh, you just you, you continue. I've continued to see this where, you know, you'll have a bill that because it's a democrat bill, republicans will vote against it substance aside, or a republican bill, democrats will vote against it just because it's a republican bill. But then hey, if if they come in and, you know, a month or a year later introduce the same bill or a similar bill, but now because it's a democratic bill, okay everybody, hey, let's go, let's go and support this legislation. You can you can imagine why there's so much gridlock in Washington, why nothing really gets done. And ultimately, how this divisiveness and this hyperpartisanship is hurting the ability for the needs of the American people to be served. That's a fucking congressman
1: talking. Congressperson. I don't know. Fucking. What, do what do you do? A congressperson. A, con, a, con, a congress. A congressional. Um. We got to rethink all that shit. At least that one's telling it. Tulsi Gabbard. She's at least talking about it. I don't know their plans. I don't know any of that shit. But here's I know what I'm against. Here's what I've been against. That's why I always said don't vote last year. No one was talking about it. No more wars. Pull out of that shit. Get money out of politics. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. And fucking think realistically about stuff. No more wars. Get money out of political campaigns so you don't owe anybody anything. I think that maybe they're going to start talking about it. It might be a thing where it's like, you get these people, she's in her, I mean, I said too, like, how come we have to have a 60-year-old presidents? How come we can't get like a, the, the the legal age is 35, how come we can't get a 35-year-old or a 40-year-old or a 45-year-old? Why, why is that not possible anymore? Just someone who actually represents most of us, which is like right in the 42 is like that's about right in the middle, you have a bunch of 18 year olds, you have a bunch of 70 year olds sick, you're in the middle, you can sort of get all of that sixty five year olds don't have any idea what the fucking struggle to pay college debt is. You don't remember that at all. How would why would you but it's not about age, it's about what you're saying and what you're doing. and I don't know man she makes it Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen, listen to this. Just about war, listen to this.
5: Uh, Six to eight trillion dollars is what's estimated that's been spent since 9/ 11 alone on these regime change wars, without even taking into account uh, what the cost will continue to be to take care of our veterans, those who have gone and, and fought in these wars and have come home, dealing with you know visible and invisible wounds that, that they'll have to live with for, for the rest of their lives. Let's start back. You mentioned Saddam Hussein. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily an obvious outcry. Saddam Hussein uh, and the toppling of his regime was done— For oil, Right. It was done for financial reasons. And the architects of that Iraq war uh, sold it in the guise of, hey, Saddam Hussein is working with Al Qaeda, those terrorists who attacked us on 9-11, and he's going to give them his weapons of mass destruction, both of which turned out to be false, false intelligence and lies that were sold to the American people, sold to soldiers, people like me, uh, who who believed what they said. You know, I enlisted after 9-11 like so many people in this country, to go after the terrorists who had attacked us on that day, killing thousands of Americans. And they sold this lie uh, for financial gain, for oil. You you look at some of the architects of that Iraq war, guys like John Bolton, who today is President Trump's National Security uh, Council director. And you look at what's happening in Venezuela, almost the very same playbook being used where they're selling this, This regime change effort uh, threatening to use U.S. military force to go in and topple a regime under the guise of humanitarianism, when in fact, and Bolton has said this on national television, that, well, we really want to make sure that American oil companies are able to go in and access that oil rich country in Venezuela.
2: So do you think that's why? There's so much turmoil in that country right now that this is
5: this battle over regime change because of the fact they want to control the oil. I think the the U.S. coming in and trying to insert itself into what is happening in Venezuela is what is what is the problem. So they're doing that through uh, very, very heavy sanctions. Uh, They're doing that through various means and threatening to use our military to go in and topple the regime there rather than taking the approach that I would take as president, which is to... Recognize that the people of Venezuela, like people in other countries in the world, need to be the ones to determine their governance and their future. Just like we wouldn't want any other country to come in and threaten to use their military to topple our government or to tell us who should or shouldn't be the leaders in our country, we shouldn't be doing that in their country. There are uh, serious issues that are causing a lot of suffering for the Venezuelan people. If we really want to be helpful, we should be a force to help move towards reconciliation and peace rather than what this administration is doing, which is uh, throwing fuel on the flames of a civil war that'll be devastating, devastating. When
2: you say move towards reconciliation and yeah. peace, how so?
5: Well, you see, there's differences, right? There's the people who are with the current government in Venezuela and there is the opposition. Clearly, they have differences on What kind of future, what kind of governance and who should lead that government uh, going forward rather than threatening to use the United States, the United States coming in and trying to act once again as the world's police, uh, which, by the way, throughout history has not had good results, not for the people in those countries. What to speak of the cost that uh, we, the American people, pay rather than saying, hey, let's let's work towards peace, try to push for diplomacy and Find what are the conditions that would make some form of reconciliation uh, going forward.
2: Is there an argument, and I'm, I really don't know the the answer to this, but is there an argument that these regime change wars, although terrible, we would be way worse off if those weren't in place?
5: I think that's an argument that proponents for regime change wars try to make, but history shows and proves that the very opposite is true. Uh look at Iraq, you can look at Libya, you can look at Syria, you can look at Guatemala and Ecuador, you can look at other countries, uh, Iran, where in the past, we have either overtly or covertly through the CIA gone in and toppled uh, leaders of countries or dictators or regimes. And the result has been more suffering for the people in those countries, their lives have been made worse off, not only in the short term, but in the long term. And the cost, once again, to the American people has also taken a toll as we see more and more of our hard-earned taxpayer dollars going to pay for these wars, uh, these regime change efforts that are counter to our national security interests, counter to the interests of the American people, and counter to the interests of the people in those countries.
1: Right? Pull out all that shit. Why are we paying for all of that? Bill Burr went on a rant in his podcast about how uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezo She's saying how they're going to tax the rich because we got to pay for all this stuff that we need to pay for. And he goes, "Yeah, but the one thing they won't talk about is why don't why don't we have the money? It's because half our fucking money goes to fucking overthrowing random governments. I mean, are you kidding me? And no one wants to talk about it. That's what he said, and he's right. They all like, well, we got to raise the money other places to spend. He's like, how about just get the money we already have and use it for fucking building a school somewhere? I don't know." But if you give me a fucking candidate that I'm willing to get behind that's saying all the stuff, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. But if they're willing to say, like, here's the legit problem. Let's be realistic about it. This, this company's paying me to fucking, you know, to scratch their back. All those guys, man, they get out of fucking politics and they get these cushy jobs because the companies want you to know that it's like, hey, we're going to give you money. You do what we tell you. We're going to look out for you afterwards. So next guy's coming in. Look how we looked after him, right? He's got a fucking $300,000 a year job, $500,000 a year job. Because he did our bidding. You too. Do our bidding. We will take care of you. Fuck that. Money out of politics. Anyway, that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um... I don't want to fucking but I don't want to leave the goddamn country again. It was fun to leave the country last time. I just got out during uh, during that whole January January 3rd I left when when Trump took over. I was gone till fucking late April. It was great. All the fucking fighting. I didn't hear any of it. I didn't think about it. I met one one American person that we sort of talked about it in uh, in Sapong um, at the Cave Lodge and Within like five minutes, we we're both like, Hey, let's not talk about this. And we're like, Yeah, yeah, let's not. Where have you been? You've been to the Philippines? I want to go. Tell me about it. And that was, it was over. What a great escape. Cause honestly, guys, for most of us, it doesn't affect our day to day life. It doesn't affect our day to day life. You know, that's it. I wonder if I can get Tulsi Gabbard on this podcast. That'd be cool. That would be interesting. No way, right? No way. I asked, yeah, I ask legit questions. Political candidates, they don't want to get asked. What if you have diarrhea when you're on the on the campaign trail? They don't. They don't <laughs> it's like I get why they it'd be fun for them to talk about it, but I also get why they would never. They'd be like, "Dude, I can't." I can The other news sources, they'll take that and be like, "I'm a child. I'm making childish jokes." It would be fun though, wouldn't it? I want to ask Obama, like what's your, what's your fucking, do you ever blow up a toilet? Who has to plunge your toilet in the White House? Who's got to get in there and fucking, really get, fucking get in there? Dude, I did a joke for a while about Michelle Obama's, how bad her her dump smelled and this is at the height of Obama's love and I liked him too before I started seeing all the murders and shit but like, uh, foreign murders but like, People got mad at me. I was like, "Wait, you on stage? Like, you don't think Michelle Obama's dumb smell?" I don't remember the exact joke was, but it was fun to toy with them. I'm a troll, you guys. I like getting rises out of people. I really do. I like getting rises out of people. That's why when I when I tweet those fucking shitty things about celebrities, beloved celebrities that die, and people like, you know, my fans, people who follow me, they know that's what I'm just making a joke. It's like the other side about how great they are has been covered, you know, so like why not go the other way and cover the other side which is like, which is like, ah, uh, eh, let's fuck it, let's shit, everyone's saying nice stuff, let's just shit on them. Mark Maron once, i said something shitty about Tom Petty, he goes, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, what? He goes, you don't think Tom Petty, you don't like Tom Petty? I'm like, no, I love Tom Petty. And he's like, then why would you write that? I'm like, because I'm a stand-up comedian and I use Twitter to make Jokes. And you can make your point through jokes. And my point is quit piling on with love. It's kinda of blech to me. I've said it before. I've never understood why people use comics use Twitters to make serious comments about politics. Twitter's a joke site. You want to make a point about politics, do it through a joke. You're the fucking best joke writers in the world oh, if Trump gets in office, I don't want to, but at least we'll have lots of material. Okay, and then, so no, then no material? That's your answer? No material? Just serious statements? Can you believe this guy? That's your fucking joke? Oh, great, comics. Yeah, way really, to really incentivize people to come out and see us. Anyway. I'm not saying don't fucking take a stand. I'm saying do it in joke form. How do you not know this? Make a joke, Take eight minutes and write a joke. You've been training in this for fucking 13, 15 years. You can write a joke about it. If you're a four-year comic, you can write a fucking joke about it. I don't care which side you're on. Go back, everybody. Go back to that thing where if you find comedians making serious political statements, just serious ones, on Twitter, not podcasts because that's long-form shit where you have period. It's acceptable to have periods, long periods of, like, serious you know, I would never talk about. I had a thing on Rogan's podcast where I talked about depression. He wanted to know about depression. We talked about it, and a lot of people. There's probably a clip out there, and a lot of people were like, "Hey, I've never really." It's, I, I say I'm proud of it, but like, I've had a lot of people say I've never heard it be put that way. And thank you for putting it into terms that I can understand and I can share with my family, and my friends. I'm like, this is what depression is like. But on a podcast, it's okay to have long periods of, of seriousness. In fact, look at Rogan or look at me when, when we interview a serious person, we're not even trying to be funny. It fits the medium. Twitter is jokes for comedians and promote your dates. And also fucking rabble rouse for you know sports team and shit. You know? Say nice things. Oh, what a great day. Oh, fucking fine, whatever, do that. Not just serious political statements. Get out of here. So I'm telling you, guys. Go back to it. We used to do it like a couple years ago. and People got mad at me, but I don't give a fuck. Anytime. I'm not even saying anything specific. You see some comic making a serious statement, serious political statement, not about dumb shit like sports, but with no joke. I forget if the joke's not good. Forget that. If there's no joke even being attempted, shit on them. And the way you shit on them is passive aggressively going, Oh, man, is this going to be your new Netflix special? You're so funny. I'm so glad I followed you on Twitter for such great jokes. Hey, stuff like that. Hey, way to make this fucking hilarious joke. Uh, you know, a lesser comic wouldn't be able to, to make this point so funny, but you could. Thanks. Ha <laughs> ha. Good work for you. Don't put haha, because that seems like you're attacking. But just fucking shit on them, the way you shit on Game of Thrones fucking writers who are such garbage honestly watching Game of Thrones makes me never want to do anything in Hollywood again because I don't think the whole industry has any clue Uh, anyway Uh, yeah where was I I forgot where I was thank you Ron Taylor for coming in and fucking doing this down by the river do you guys know what the down by the river reference is do you it's fucking Mick Foley no Dave Foley no huh It's, it's 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 Kevin Farley. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What? What's his real name now? Farley? Mick Farley? No. Why can't I remember his name now? Come on, weed. Come on. Farley. Kevin Farley. Steve Farley. What? No, I'm not looking it up. Farley. Kevin Are you serious right now? Can I not remember the name? Farley. I went to a taping of... uh of uh, Saturday Night Live, Michael Che took me and there's a there's a in the back, you know, kind of alleys of of SNL. There's a uh, carving because Farley had Kevin Far no Farley always hit his head and um, there's a thing that says watch out you know watch your head and then somebody scratched in there Farley because he was always fucking crushing his forehead against his low hanging bar. How would I not know David Spade and from Farley? <laughs> Fucking what? Um, what the fuck is that? I'm playing with my ball. I got Myanmar. Um, now I got to look it up. Anyway, you guys, that's the episode. I'm going to hate myself when I fucking see this. Barley SNL. It's not Kevin. That's his brother. Chris. Farley. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? How do I, how do I do that? Dude, I was in Phnom Penh. Was that where it was? No, it was not. No, no, no. It was Ho Chi Minh. doesn't matter. Ari. I was in Ho Chi Minh city, which is, um, Saigon. They renamed it Ho Chi Minh because, uh, he was their Uncle Ho. He led the rebellion against, uh, he drove out the Americans. Um, and we were sitting around a table, smoking a joint, I believe, or maybe just having a beer outside in the, in the real, real western part of town. The part that made me like, be sick of it. I have a story that starts with that, that made me get so sick of it that I had to like go and find where there's no white people. But anyway, we were talking and it came up that I'm a comedian and this, this guy was like, oh, I just saw, a, a, he didn't care. Um, I just saw a comedian. He told a joke. And I, I recognized the joke. It was a Rory Scoville joke. Rory Scoville's really funny, really unique, just real interesting as a comic and funny. Um, and this was, okay, so when was I in Vietnam? So I went. A month in Myanmar, about a month in in um, Thailand, a few weeks in Cambodia, and then Vietnam. So maybe two and a half months. Wait, had I been to Indonesia yet? I don't know. But let's say two or two months two months easily. And he references. I was like, "Yep, I think I know that joke. I, I don't know if I recognize it or recognize the style, but it was Roy Scovo. And he was like, "Do you know who that was?" I was like, "Yep, yeah, it was." Uh, and I pictured Rory in my head, and I couldn't. And I'm friendly with Rory Scovel. We've never like hung out, hung out, you know, um, maybe at festivals and stuff like with groups, but never like alone. But so it's not like we're like best friends, but I'm he's he's a fr- he's a friend, you know. I, I he's just like he's a cool guy. I don't know. I couldn't remember his name. I was just like completely blank. I guess because I hadn't thought about it in a while. It wasn't even the drugs. I barely did weed anymore at that point. I was off it for a long time. I think Ho Chi Minh was the first weed I got in fucking forever. So, I don't know. I couldn't remember Chris Farley's name. What the fuck, bro? <sighs> anyway, it's this vape pen. The doctor said I couldn't smoke... Uh, weed while my hand is healing while my arm is healing my wrist he said it's the carcinogens stop it's something like it spasms out the muscles or something like that and it or the bones and it, it stops bone healing uh he said tobacco is way worse tobacco is way worse but he said it's the carcinogens i was like well if it's carcinogens can i can i then can i have uh edibles i was so mad i'm like what do you mean i can't smoke it? i was already mad because like before when i when i crashed skiing the doctor at urgent care was like four to six weeks maybe six to eight if it's this other type and i'm like all right with a soft cast i could take off no big deal it sucks but whatever i still go to the hot hot baths you know and um and then the other doctor's like oh no man you got a bone chip in there you gotta nah, no nah, no nah. you're 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 two to three months at least three months at least and then after like six weeks and i was like so we know six weeks and we're done he goes no no dude i, I don't know that it's It was three months at least. I've seen these go a year. I'm like, what? Ah!" I'm down to a soft cast now. It's okay. But at the time, I had no idea. And he said, you can't smoke weed. And I was like, why? He said, carcinogens. You can't have it. And I was like, so can I do edibles then? I was so indignant. And he goes, yes. And I was like, what? 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 He goes, yeah, you can have edibles. It's just the smoke you can have. And I was like, so then can I smoke a vape? He goes, no, I don't know what's in that shit. He didn't curse. I was like, marijuana vape. And he goes, "Just it's just oil. It's marijuana oil. He goes, I don't know what else is in there, but if it's just marijuana, then then yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm still so mad. No smoking pot, no smoking joints for months. And then he called me on it. You ever get called on it by somebody who says it real clearly? And he did. He did real clearly. He's like, I'm sorry, are you being pissy pants? Are you being like, are you upset now because for a couple months you can only smoke weed out of a vaporizer and do edibles? Is that why you're pouting now? And it was like, yeah, good point. That's not that bad. Um, Like I said in my special, in the Holocaust, people had no access to good weed. Um, You guys, all right. That's the episode. That's the episode. I got to get to that Chuck Palahniuk thing too, but I want to do more research on the Cacophony Society before I do. So maybe Chuck Palahniuk will be next week. Um, Maybe not. We shall see. Uh, but don't forget, my tour dates, um, this Thursday, for sure, you want to see Ari Shafir's Renamed Storytelling Show presents Dawn of a New Era, stories about newness, spring, births, first times at the brand new Stan Comedy Club on 16th Street, just half a block east of Union Square. Uh, go to AriTheGreat.com for tickets. Uh, if it's sold out, come anyway. You'll be standing room in the back. It's sponsored by Jack Daniels. They'll have pizza from the new pizza oven. Uh, the rest of the kitchen is not going to be open. It's going to be punk, you guys. It's going to be the first show ever. The real stand's not opening up for three weeks after that. So come on out. Be part of the very first night at the stand. You guys will absolutely love it. Um, and that's it. Don't forget, uh, Columbus, Ohio, June, 4th, June, 15th, June 14th, 15th. Cardiff, June 24th, and Shroom Fest, June, June 15th, 16th, and 17th. The way you participate is you get mushrooms. Also, I'm looking for mushrooms in Cardiff. If you have just a, a few doses worth, uh, a quarter or 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 a half even, or anything you have, I would so appreciate it. That's the only thing I really have not been able to find a line on at all. Um, and if you figure out why I want drugs... In Cardiff on June 24th, um, then yeah, I'll see you there. If not, I, I don't know if I want to say yet or not. Um, I'm excited for it though. If you know what I'm talking about, I am excited for it. I've been wanting to go for a long time, and I'm pretty fucking excited. Uh, anyway, so that's the episode. Check out Ron, Ron Taylor. Check out Steve Simone. He's got a new uh, uh, CD coming out. I think right before Father's Day. Um, He's always funny. Ladies and gentlemen, R.E. Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 356 Down by the River with Ron Taylor over and out. Yeah.
2: And I am a motivational speaker. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. <laughs> now, young man, what do you want to do with your life?
3: Uh, actually, Matt, I
6: kind of want to be a writer.
3: Well, la
2: de fricking <laughs> duh! We got ourselves a writer here. Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there?
6: Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing.
2: Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! (laughs) Now, I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling. When you're living in a van down by the river. Young lady, what do you want to do with your life?
6: I want to live in a van down by the river.
2: Well, you'll have plenty of time living in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. Now you kids are probably asking yourselves, hey, Matt, how can we get back on the right track? <laughs> well, as I see it, there is only one solution. And that is for me to get my gear, move it on in here, because I'm going to bunk with you, buddy. We're going to be buddies. We're going to be pals. We're going to wrestle around. <laughs> <laughs> Old Matt's going to be your shadow. Here's you, here's Matt, there's you, there... Yep. Whoops-a-daisy. Whoops-a-daisy. My God. We're gonna have to clean that up later. Me and my buddies, my pals, my amigos. I'm gonna get my gear. Wait, yeah, Matt, you don't have to go. No, Matt, You don't Matt. Have to do
6: that. We'll never smoke pot again.
2: Uh, Matt, uh, thanks for all you've done I don't give a rat behind Because I'm moving in I'm sick and tired of living In a van down by the river
6: I gave a girl A ride in my wagon She crawled in And took control She was tired Cause her mind was a dragon I said get some sleep and dream of rock and roll Like a picture she was laying there Moonlight dancing off her head She woke up and took me by the hand She's gonna love me in my Chevy van And that's alright with me Her young face was like that of an angel Her long legs were tanning brown You better keep your eyes on the road, son Better slow this vehicle down Cause like a picture she was laying there Moonlight dancing off her hair She woke up and took me by the hand She's gonna love me in my Chevy van And that's all right with me Picture she was laying there, moonlight dancing off her head. She woke up and took me by the hand, we made love in my Chevy van, and that's all right with me. Like a picture she was laying there, moonlight dancing off her head. She woke up and took me by the hand, We made love in my Chevy van, and that's all right with me. Hey, girl, you want to in the back of my van? I'm here to shoot chocolate
4: candy.